<laughs> Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode 125. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is James, Dr. Rude Ramos, MD, and I am joined by... It is I, the Bone King, and we are also joined by... Uh, Adrian. Nice. Ah. <laughs> nice. I feel so unfulfilled. No, no, but he set this up. This was foreshadowed several, several episodes ago. I hate it. Beautiful. But, Beautiful execution. But speaking of previous episodes, this episode is a ah. redux. No, 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 no. How no, dare you? You don't get to do this. Why? No, no, no. Because I have a whole thing for this. Jesus. A whole thing? He just interrupted was your a- segue. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was two men who had the audacity, the caucasity even, mm, yes. to record a Metal Gear Solid episode without their very good friend, James. Objection, neither one of us are white. You're, you're both white. Just because you're Latino doesn't mean you're not also white. Relax. But chill out, bro. You said caucasity. I'm caucasity. a skeleton, though, <laughs> by my name. If anything, so. it, everything, it's... Our panic for our Hispanicness. Oh my god! It's a Hispanic anyway. at the disco. <laughs> 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 uh, but nonetheless, we've decided to to re- revive that show topic. Bring it back with me on board. That's this time. That's right, folks. Today's episode is a Talking Tears Metal Gear Redux Part Two Substance. I, I find it interesting that you did not mention in part of this recollection that at that at this point in Fan Freak's podcast history, you were not a host yet. So, or at least at that point. So we were like, it's not like we chose to not do it with you. You know what I mean? And this crime against fandom happened. And now I'm on the show to make sure it doesn't happen again. And created the evil that exists today. And here we are. That's right. But before we exactly. get to that, let's get to our recents. Who wants to start us out? Uh, I uh, feel I'm gonna get bullied, so I'll. I'll okay, so you're going first. <laughs> no. <I don't. laughs> um, by the time this airs, it'll be uh, the AFC NFC Championship weekends have played. The games have been played. I watched arguably the greatest games of football of all time. That's part of my recents. Amazing fucking games. Please watch them. Oh. Particularly the Bills-Chiefs game. That'll go down in history as actual, like, Madden football in real life. Claire's voice uh, actress for Resident Evil 2, Allison Court, tweeted about this game nonstop. So I actually know <laughs> it was really good, apparently. The fuck? <laughs> I know. It, bro, it 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 was heart heart-wrenching. I was at the Miami Heat uh, LA Lakers game. While watching this on my fucking phone. So I was watching both the actual game in front of me and the football game on my phone. Um, Maximize I also start, coverage. I, <laughs> I also started an anime, uh, Jujutsu Kakajin or something like that. Cool. I, I found it on HBO Max. The animation's pretty good. Uh, George will hate it because it's a high school thing all God. over again. Fucking damn it. That was actually my next question was like, is it like a shonen or like what kind of genre is it? And god damn it. Okay. It's a shonen, <laughs> but the f- but the fights are really cool. Okay. Um and this is the part where I'm going to get bullied. 
I bought MK11 again. <laughs> again? <laughs> For what? For why? For where? For who? Um, so there's this thing accidentally happened. I don't know how it happened, but uh, it started about three years ago, four years ago. <laughs> I have been buying fighting games nonstop, and now I have a collection of fighting games digitally on my PlayStation. Huh? And I don't know. There, there may be an Adrian in your house type of fighting game tournament again. And here's the thing about MK11. I fucking hated the gameplay of it. Uh, Bone King hated the microtransactions. Oh God, the crypt. Why'd you do this to the crypt? <laughs> but, but the gameplay got better. They teched out the throws. The throws are easier to counter now. They have more of an opening. And uh, they made it a little faster. There's a lot of uh, movesets that are easier than when I played it at the vanilla build when it first came out. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm playing the true MK11. Granted, I still prefer 10, but 11's fun. It's I didn't I don't remember it being this fun. You're, but you only feel um, that way because you're so starved for fucking MK. That's like the only thing that's new right now. So it's like, of course, you're pretty much subjected to it because that's what's there. I mean, but that's not the only fighting game I have, but I'm enjoying it. Okay, fair, I suppose. Uh, um, also, I got my ass kicked by Captain N, who has a beef with us. Oh. He got oh. mad that we didn't have him on the fighting game episode. So I told him to go after all of us on Twitter, but uh, he's too lazy to do that. Anyway. You, uh, you know, if only there was a type of episode we do where we go back to a topic to get another viewpoint or something like that, you know? Uh, a redo, Never been done. Uh, a redemption. Can't happen. Yeah, no, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> we don't have a format for it. Nope, not at all. Definitely not one we're starting after 125 episodes. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, but that is it for my recents. Who's next? I can go next. Oh, uh, bam! All right. Interjected. <laughs> sure. Uh, so it, I'm gonna promise it's not gonna be super, super big. Uh, well, I've been wrong about that before in the past. So uh, Dead Rising Three. Been playing it with Barb still. I know. Did you finish it? No. I, it turns out there's extra hours. Hey, it's just like the other. You've been Dead close Rising. to the end for like yeah. three shows now. We keep getting distracted. We also have. We also have more Portal to play. That is by the very way. true. That is very very true. But if you'll notice here, I, I've had a lot of things doing this week. Trust me, mm -hmm. I'll fit you in here somewhere. I fit other things before. So I'm not gonna get too much into it. We played Dead Rising three. I wore uh, a gimp mask on stream. That was fun. Uh, I'm gonna wear it for the next episode because hey, that wasn't the final, so I gotta wear it for this one. Uh, next up, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. No, this isn't the same Yu-Gi-Oh! game. This is the fucking gotcha game that's on the PC now. I, I, I hate gotchas so, so, so much. Flames, the whole nine yards. Um, but <laughs> since I already- But you knew, don't stop playing them, though. Well, no, I actually did stop playing them. I actually stopped playing, uh, Opera Omnia, like, fucking last year. I haven't played it in a long time. This is my only one in a while because I saw that you could get one deck, essentially, and, like, everything else is if you want to spend money or whatever. So I was like, whatever, I'll get my deck, and I'm fine. So I've been using that, been playing some ranked matches, and I'm only using that for playing online with people, and that is it. Uh, next up, see, I promise, I told you, I'd get right through them. Um, I, I finished Resident Evil 4 VR. Oh, man. So this was a trip. Um, going into older locations and fucking, like, 
being actually in them, uh, all the bosses and the scale compared to Leon is a whole fucking, it's a game changer. It is absolutely a brand new way to play this game that I've played 30 times. However, you, cause you did have, you did, uh, give, lent us your headset for a moment right. to, uh, to jump in there for a second. And I will say, uh, that, uh, that, that village, that pueblo, uh, was not ready for John Wick. No, <laughs> no, because the game's not designed. I, I'm sure I've said this before, but the game's not designed for you to be able to run and shoot at the same time. Like yeah. it, you're supposed to stop and aim, but fuck me. No, ne never mind run and shoot. Run, shoot, knife, bam, bam, bam. Like, it's a whole oh, thing. you just played this Pueblo, This game though. is not ready but for But you it. just played Pueblo because later on, you dual-wield guns. You get the pistol mm -hmm. and then the the auto sniper, and then you're just running around town akimbo. Like, it's it's insane. Amazing. It's such a power trip. If you have a quest to, for whatever reason, I definitely recommend it. It is very worth uh, a playthrough. Kind of wish some of that extra content was there. It sucks there's no infinite ammo on New Game Plus. It's only for the, the rocket launcher. Yeah, no, it's the extra Weird. the extra content shit is not anywhere close to Resident Evil 4. All they have is the infinite rocket launcher and the Matilda. And we all know how I feel about the fucking Matilda if you listen to well, our but, Eagle and Wolf episode. Damn it. I was going to do that plug. I, see, I was going to say... I was going to say, if you're starved for some extra content of Resident Evil 4, you could check out Eagle and Wolf Episode 4, The Guns of RE4. That's absolutely <laughs> right. See, I was left plug, you were right plug. See? We're still a there Resident Evil reference. Anyway, um, just one last thing on Resident Evil 4 VR. It's an absolute power trip. Made me realize I can't be a badass with shotguns. I'm sorry. The only shotgun I- What do you mean? Because the only shotgun I could be a badass Dude. with is an auto shotgun. That is it. Do 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 your sound effect of pumping the shotgun. So when you boom chicka, you basically have to put a bullet back in, right? And it's a pain in the ass because you go boom and you have to uh, uh, chicka and then bang fire again. And then if you don't do it right, you sit there for 20 minutes going, wait, did I do it that time? I don't know. And maybe this is just for the Quest 2's recognition or whatever, but I'd end up chicka-ing through an entire goddamn like clip and then I have to put it back in there. So I just didn't use shotguns. I pretty much played the sacrilege run of TMP and pistols. Um, until I got Striker, of course, which is a godsend and beautiful, and I love it every day. Um, so yeah, check it out. And the last thing for my recents, I also started an anime, dude. Uh. What? I started Paranoia Agent. Oh! Holy. I haven't heard of it. What, what, what's that about? So, <laughs> the name, the, okay, so there's a popular guy, Satoshi Kondo, I'm, tell me if I got that wrong, but he's basically the director of this, um, and he, he did stuff like, uh, oh god, I keep saying, want to call it Perfect Blue, but I know that's the fucking shark movie, uh, like, Deep Blue, something like that? Um. Anyway, and Paprika. Deep Blue. Deep Blue Sea is the shark movie. No, man. Um, <laughs> 20 Leagues Under the Sea and Paprika. And now, like, Blast Blue is coming to my mind, but that's not it either. Okay, either way, this... Okay, he's a very, like, famous... Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue, thank you. He, it's a very psycholo He's a very psychologically uh, focused director when it comes to animated um, films. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, man. It, like... The, the the idea of anime David Lynch comes to mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not the same. No, I'm being a little facetious there. But his style is very unique. It, 
it's weird to watch an anime, and this is like my biggest takeaway so far, because obviously I'm loving it. I don't know, did you need me to hear it? I like to say it, I love it. Um, but the way these characters are, A, designed, everybody looks different. It's not like, cause you watch a lot of animes and it's a lot of the same like face structures, just copy pasted everywhere. And then they just kind of change the things like hair and maybe the clothes and that's really it. But in this, it's like different body builds, different facial structures. There's, there's so much effort put into every goddamn character that you see. Um, that, plus the actual animation of them walking around, you'd swear it's fucking like rotoscoped, but at like half the frame rate. Cause it's not actually rotoscoped, but it's just so lifelike, but not at the same frame rate. I don't know, this is nerdy shit. I'm sorry, I'll focus on what the show's actually about. Um, it's an anthology. Um, about a uh, mystery surrounding the Golden oh. Bat Killer. Is it not? Yeah, but that's... Well, no, because anthologies are disconnected completely. Mm, they, But they kind of are, except for the very end. I, so so I you mean, saw the whole thing so, already? No, but still, every episode has a connective tissue to the overall mystery of the Golden Bat. So, like... Yes, exactly. Yes, but, like, would you say Marvel's fucking What If? That's an anthology, and they connect at some point, so you know what I mean? Like... So that's just it. It would have been an anthology if not for the end, and it's no longer an anthology. I, I don't know. Like, Twilight Zone is an anthology because each episode is independent and disconnected. Okay, then we need to figure out a term for this because each it, each episode is its own story. They have their own things yes. going on. Half the time, they have nothing to do with the fucking Golden Bat Killer. And it's just, at, like, at some point is when they're referenced. I can't say a lot right now, but it's really interesting mm -hmm. to me how every single one of these episodes could be a fucking mini-movie on their own. Like, fantastic writing. If I'm not, like, oh, yeah. mistaken, this may be my favorite anime of all time right now. I really enjoy it. I mean, I don't know if I like it more than Cowboy... Oh, well, hold on. So it's between Cowboy Bebop and this right now, and I'm still deciding until I finish it. I'm loving it. Uh... Very, very interesting. So that's that's paranoia agent. Uh, any questions? I mean, I don't it? think I feel that strongly about it. But like, so let me, when I first watched it, like when I when I saw the first two episodes on Adult Swim, uh, I hated it. Whoa, couldn't fucking stand like, it. Like watching two separated episodes, you're just no, super no, no. confused. <laughs> hang on, hang on. But I couldn't stop watching it. And by the time, like, Adult Swim had aired all the episodes, I realized I had become obsessed somewhere along the way <laughs> and needed more, and there yeah. wasn't, and I was very upset. But I kind of like that. I like how it's a set number of episodes. We don't need another season two of Paranoia Agent. I think, I haven't finished sure. it, but I mean, I think it'll be good where it is. Last thing, it's just a great representation of a lot of mental, uh, uh, constructs like different ways of dealing with stress stress seems to be the unifying mm -hmm. factor of all these episodes but uh, man i'm just blown away on some of their representations uh the dude by the way there is a yeah. maid uh, there's a woman who has uh i can't i can't say who but there's a woman who imagines herself as a sexier version of herself that is an um, like kind of an alternate version of herself named maria <laughs> oh my god of course so it's a silent hill reference it's probably it's definitely not i don't think a silent hill reference maybe it is but i think it, i was just like yo this show's amazing anyway so that's it for my recents what you got dr rude 
Uh, honestly, guys, not a fuck of a lot. Uh, so I can go back to talking more about RE4 VR. Okay, so. <laughs> All right. Hakuna Yurtada's there, champ. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only recents I've got are not new recents. Uh, I've picked Hades back up. Mm. Nice. Uh, because, you know, it takes fucking forever to get to the ending of this fucking game. So I'll let you know if and when that happens. <laughs> And when you'll do it uh, again. Yeah. So. so Hades, Hunt, uh, still watching Peacemaker. Haven't finished that yet. Uh, but I am like vibrating with excitement because tomorrow, the day after recording, is when uh, Legends of Vox Machina comes out. So that's definitely going to be a big chunk of my recess next week. But uh, honestly, uh, I've just been uh, too preoccupied with moving into the new evil lair. Yeah. So not a lot in terms of recents, man. Congratulations. Again, I, I, I just imagine are, animal are crossing. We, are we going to do a house warming? But since it's an evil lair, lair would it be a house cooling? Because it'd be hot? No, but it's 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 a volcano. So Yeah. We, oh. Well, that's why you need to bring the cool <laughs> stuff. Because you're too hot there and it's to offset. Look, man, look, you're evil, but you're not like temperature immune. I mean, some of them might be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honestly, that's 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 really all I've got. I haven't had a whole lot going on this week. So in RE4 Wait. VR, uh, when you're holding oh, the trigger, oh Ashley can't... ducks automatically. It's kind of bullshit. Anyway. So, <laughs> so, so just to piggyback off uh, his Hunt recent, I also been playing Hunt, uh-huh. but Hunt has some updates, uh, Dr. Rude. Oh, cool. Did you not see it? No. So uh, they're nerfing the explosive crossbow. You're getting Sons less. Sons am- of bitches! You're getting less ammo. It's not. It's not like a straight up damage nerf, but you will do full damage on yourself and on your friendly team. Oh, what they, the fuck? All right. They, yeah, because people would just run into a room, shoot the arrow, not take any damage, and kill the opponent. Uh, still the, rocking it. <laughs> the The Scott Field is getting three new variants. Why? Okay. Uh, one is a Spitfire that has the same amount of rate of fire as the Mosin Nagan officer. I'm sorry, the Nagan officer, not the Mosin Nagan officer. Oh, hey, Mosin Nagan. Remember? Guess what? It's getting a fucking swift reload with a with a. Um, oh, okay, I'm okay with that. Oh my god, I forgot. Just a reloader, I guess. Uh, I forgot what they were calling Speed it. Speed loader. And it's getting it's it's getting a perso- Speed loader, uh, yeah. A precision variant, and Winfield is getting FMJ ammo. Full metal jacket ammo? Full metal jacket ammo compact, so that's fucking insane. Ah. That's cool. Um, There's also two new features the game is doing. One is called Dark uh, Tribute or some shit. So you know how you're maxed out on XP on the Bloodline? Yeah. You could keep getting shit now where like every 2,000 or 4,000 XP, you either get extra upgrade points for all of your hunters in your roster. Oh. Uh, there's, there's also, you could also get legendary unlocks like skins and weapon skins, XP mm-hmm. boosts and shit like that. And now there's a daily extraction bonus. <laughs> so you get... Um, 
So you know how there's the daily that's boring and the weekly that's boring. Now the daily extraction, you get um, 15% extra hunter XP and 20% more money or BBs. I forget what it was. Mike went over it on, on YouTube, Psycho Ghost. Mm-hmm. So, but those daily extraction bonuses are roughly around when you can do the morning wood period. That's when you can get your bonuses. Ha. Ah. Come on. Also, what? all right. I also fucking learned what Full Metal Jacket was named after from this discussion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was like, Full Metal Jacket? And you just said, yeah, Full Metal Jacket. I'm like, oh, is that what that's fucking from? <laughs> Oh my god, it's, you're yeah. so funny. I didn't the know. Name. I assumed it was You're like, so adorable sometimes. I, you know what I assumed it was? And this is stupid. I, you know when the Matrix... You know in the Matrix when he walks in and he's like, Sir, you're gonna need to take off your coat and his, he reveals and his coat's full of guns. I thought that was a full oh metal jacket. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Anyway... No, you, that, that, you're right, George. That's it. Yeah! I got it! <laughs> um, I'm the best. I kind of I kind of bogarted the news right there. My other piece of news, I guess, is James Gunn is looking at another spinoff of the Suicide Squad as a show, and Peace Walker is getting close to a a season two renewal or a season just a second season order, I guess. Whoa! Yeah. What's what's a, oh no? So that's really good. I I I'm really happy for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it in my news. Sorry, James. I kind of bogarted that. I was just really <laughs> hyped to talk to you about this hunt shit. Yeah, no, that's uh, some of that sounds cool. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a little upset at the crossbow stuff, but I'll still rock it. I just, you know, you guys are going to have to accept the risk that I'm going to kill you guys sometimes. Don't you use the boom Th- lance this- anyway? The, no, I, I've, 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 I've been rocking the explosive crossbow a lot lately. Uh, okay, that's fair. Gotta be. It's it's really fun to just like lob a crossbow bolt into a room and hear ah. <laughs> well, it's just got to be better than the RE2 one, so it's fine. There's an explosive uh, crossbow in RE2. Eh, it's a yeah. No, isn't it just regular arrows in two? Maybe the explosive ones come in CV. Anyway, sorry. The explosive ones come in CV. You're right. I'm. I apologize. <laughs> so, how big is your news, Doctor Rude? By the way, I literally. Like, the only thing I want to talk about is uh, just one thing. All right, go for and it. And that's, uh, so, I just think this is, it's a great little blurb here, but uh, Matt Reeves went on to discuss why he absolutely refused to uh, adapt Ben Affleck's Batman story. <laughs> Uh, and he called it James Bondian. He said it was very action-driven. It was very deeply connected to the DCEU with other major characters from other movies and other comics popping in. I just knew that when I read this particular script, it was not the way I wanted to go. Hmm. I told them that, I, uh, that there have been so many great movies, but if I were to do this, I need to make it personal. So basically, he say, basically that was his very nice way of saying, yeah, it's very connected to all the other shit. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I mean, can you blame him? It's like, I don't want my movie with any baggage. Let's do something completely different, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and this is just a, a, a criticism real quick. Uh, someone mentioned something that I've, uh, that I, I didn't, it didn't click in my head about what I don't like about this bat suit and what I don't like about other interpretations of the bat suit. And I finally figured out what it is, thanks to this uh, 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 this person Net that control. I was in the discussion with. Yeah. 
well, I there's a I, I I couldn't figure out why it is that I don't like armored bat suits. Mm. For the most part, I don't like armored superhero suits at all. But armored Batman in particular rubs me the wrong way. And I and this guy pointed out why that is. It's because it basically violates Batman's whole thing. Like if Batman has armor that looks like armor, then when the criminals see him, they know that he's a guy in armor. You get me? It kind of violates his whole creature of the night, impervious to damage type facade. Well, okay. I I agree that it doesn't work with his night prowls, but I don't think that's when he's busting it out. Like, he brings out the armor shit when dealing with space invaders and shit, hence using it on Superman. So, like, you know what I mean? I, but this, I, I don't his, think he'd be using it out in this movie. His suit in this movie is literally an armored bat suit. Is he fighting anything like major or is it street level stuff? Street level. No. Yeah, it's street level. And that, that's, I feel like that's a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But it's there, going for a more grounded, again, grounded. I that's know. The problem. I get that. But I believe it, in Robert. The Christian Bale bat suit even looked a little too armored for me. Hmm. Um, and the only, and the only, and I'm not, this is not a discussion, just something to mention. Uh, the teaser for, uh, for the new Pinocchio movie came out. Oh yeah. And it's not, it's not Disney's Pinocchio. It's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah. So it's going to have a and, tall woman somewhere in there. <laughs> well, anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while knows that I'm a big uh, del, del Toro, uh, stan. So anything with his name on it, I'll watch. And he's got uh, Ewan McGregor playing Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> or rather, sorry, Sebastian J. Cricket is the character's name. Oh, no. They're mixing Sebastian the Crab and Jiminy Cricket? Uh, yeah, sure. Whoa. This is weird. But uh, it looks, and it's, it's, uh, it, it looks great. It's got that almost stop motion feel to it, but still, it looks fantastic. I highly recommend if you're a Del Toro fan or an animation fan. Check it out. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a Netflix movie. Crimson Peak Dude. didn't really have a, co- uh, a cohesive story, but I like the visuals. So, hey, you know, at the very least, you're getting something Jam- pretty here. James, mm. did you hear at all about that shit that Peter Dinklage said about Disney with the Snow White and the Seven Doors movie? OK, so I, 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 I didn't think we were going to talk about this because none of us really have a place to talk about this. Because he's come. So for those of you who don't know, Peter Dinklage uh, criticized, not criticized, straight up blasted Disney for their upcoming Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs movie, mostly because they're so progressive in casting a a Latine uh, Snow Snow White. Meanwhile, they're still perpetuating dwarf stereotypes. I Um, it is kind of baked into the story. So what do we do with that? Yeah. Well, two Don't things do here. Don't do the story. Well, three. Well, three things. Yeah. One, uh, again, I don't really have a proper say in this because uh, none of us yeah, none are of us are little people. We're not. We're not little people. Um, but two things. Disney did respond to the statement by actively saying that these are very different takes on the characters, and they have been working very closely with members of like the little people community. Uh, to ensure that stereotypes are not being perpetuated. And two, I have to wonder where you draw a line between like mythology and real world representations of it. Hmm. I uh, So I don't know. It's difficult for me, but again, it's not my fight. 
Right. I, I am also kind of in that boat. Like, obviously, I have no take on this, but if I did have to have one, I guess, it, since, you know, everyone's asking, obviously. Um, <laughs> it, I, it, you could rewrite the characters. I mean, obviously, that seems to be the right way to go, to because the way they are in the original Disney, as much as I love that, that movie, I guess, it, well, I don't really watch it even. But anyway, it's a classic, but... The way that they are represented in that film is literally they're given kitschy nicknames and like that's literally it. So there has to be some development there, obviously, if we are going to tackle this story. But Adrian has the safest option, which is just just don't do it. <laughs> no, but for the record, Disney's already done Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Right, I remember already that. Done, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. No, well, you, I don't think you know what I'm talking about, though. Okay. Uh, have you ever watched Once Upon a Time? Oh, well, there's that one, too, but there was a live-action one with the, the, the seven dwarves, and they were in a cave, and it was action-y. I remember this. Uh, Kirsten Stewart yeah. and uh, fucking Chris Hemsworth as a huntsman. Yeah, something in the Snow White, Snow and, the White and the Huntsman. Yeah, that's what it was yeah. called. So they, they've done this multiple times. <laughs> yeah, but in, uh, but in uh, well, I can't speak English anymore. In Once Upon a Time, they just were, like, short, stocky dudes, but none of them were... Like had dwarfism. None of them were little people. Mm. You get me? Yeah. And like that's a perfectly acceptable representation of that. Also, so I don't know. It's it. And I will say that some people have come out criticizing whether or not this is an actual critique, or whether this is a PR stunt on Peter uh. Dinklage's part for his upcoming project. Eat that aside. I'm gonna tell like, you. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you uh, something very important to that. Uh, if anything needed PR, it's his newest movie because it look. <laughs> if you watch that trailer, and I mentioned to you, James, this looks like the biggest dead on arrival movie I had ever seen. First of all, it's a period piece. Second of all, it's a musical, not even a musical that's like known or anything. And thirdly, it's a love story between Peter Dinklage's character. Uh, oh, right. Uh, I believe uh, an African-American character and a white woman. And I don't think anybody's going to watch this really uh, because I don't think, I don't think our, our audiences today would gravitate to something like that. Considering the fact like other movies, like the fucking duel that Ridley Scott made was bombed at the box office. That was a, a period piece love story type of thing with bigger name actors than just Peter Dinklage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver. Like, these are named actors, and they they didn't draw. So I'm just saying, maybe there's truth to that. But also, I I tend to side with anybody over Disney. So, uh, I mean, sure, but, uh, but I don't know. I don't know about anything. Yeah, I'll about, never like, side with a conglomerate. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he. It's not like he doesn't have good reasons not to or whatever. But anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I that just I, joking. I'm just talking shit. I'm just it talking depends. shit. Okay. It obviously depends. I'm just saying I don't know how much of a PR stunt, but it is something that needs to be discussed anyway. I don't yeah. know. We're just curious. We don't know what we're doing. Moving on. What, what Did you have anything else for news? No, that is it. All right. It's up to you, Bone. I'll bring us home, Daddy. I'll climb us out of this awkward hole. I've done that plenty of times in the past. So, um, first things first. Uh, since I was talking about Resident Evil 4, I obviously got to do this. Resident Evil 4 HD, 
that uh that mod that's been in production for fucking ever is finally released uh-huh. with its 1.0. Looks really cool. Oh. Be sure to check it out. Um it's, it's the full game? Yeah, they they redid every texture in the game and updated wow. some models and shit. It is really, really pretty. Uh moving on, I've got uh the stream de- stream. The Steam Deck is going to be released on February 25th. We got a release date. Yes. Um, so that's for those who don't know, it's essentially Steam's answer to the Switch. Uh, it apparently can play. Is it though? That's what they're saying. Dude, look at it. You tell See, me it's not. Yeah, but that's my problem though. This is much more like Steam's answer to the uh what the fuck was it called? The NVIDIA handheld. Oh, but dude, the NVIDIA has um, not been relevant in fucking the NVIDIA, the NVIDIA Shield. Okay. This is much more like an NVIDIA Shield than it is a uh, a Switch. Oh, I'm sorry. NVIDIA, not Engage. I'm like, what? Engage? Yes. The fuck? Not Engage, you turn. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, but either way, it basically plays like one. It's a handheld console that will stream your Steam games, from what I'm understanding. Yes. Um, That's cool. I mean, I might look into that at some point. We'll see what that's like. Oh, I mean, it's got for like the price point. It's got great specs for a mini PC. Like, I'm I'm super here for it. Yeah, and, and I'm and 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 given that the the type of architect that it's going to be like ARM architecture, so it's going to be Windows based. Uh, I believe so. I don't know if it's Windows based or Android, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm excited to see what third party development for this will look like. Right, right. Emulation. That, I'm sorry. That's what? that. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, no, emulation we already know is possible because you can stream off of your Steam and from Steam you can load anything into your library. So that's easy. Uh, but I'm just talking about... Not that about, we're telling you to do no, that. Not that we're that telling you to That was not... The, that. That, the instructions he gave don't work, by the way. For, for the record, it is completely legal to emulate games that you create. Just FYI. Because, <laughs> um, you know, that's homebrew right homebrewing games i'm just saying i'm Uh, glad that nintendo has competition in this space in terms of portability but see that's my point is i don't think that's what it's going to end up being why not there's really no other major portable console I i still think that nintendo has carved out its own niche so tightly and i think that the steam deck uh appeals to a very different demographic I think that the Steam Deck appeals to the tech head demographic, which is not what the Switch appeals to. Either way, Nintendo like recently hasn't really had to compete in the console wars, but they were competing with other things like with similar builds when they had their own niches already built out. So like I'm just talking in terms of portability. There hasn't been a lot of development there. The Vita's dead. Microsoft's not doing shit. When I say Xbox, I don't know if this is Microsoft. Again, we need to verify that. But I'm just saying like. This is going to be interesting. Next up, yeah, I've got... Uh, so there's going to be a Mortal Kombat movie number two uh, directed by Jeremy yeah. Slater. Yeah. Um, does anyone know Jeremy Slater? <laughs> he's the one writing the uh, the Moon Knight show, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, don't, I didn't know him, but he's apparently uh, tagged on for this. Uh, dude, if you could retcon a lot, feel free to. Uh, but if this is supposed to be a sequel no to the other arcana, one, no arcana, and I'm fine. Yeah, if you take away the arcana, I'm just fine. let them have their powers. There's no reason they gotta go through a fucking like epiphany to get them. Like it's some sort of Saturday morning special. <laughs> I I can't. Anyway, I'm just saying maybe they'll do something better this time. <laughs> better luck next time or this time rather. Um, so our our homies at Robot Stone Age are super psyched about it though. They're pumped. 
Sure. I'm, sh- For no I'm sure there's going to be some fun action scenes. Hey, I'm happy we got the, the downfall of Scorpion in live action. I, that was neat. I, I, as long as it comes that uh, it comes out in a streaming service, I'll watch it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not watching this in theaters. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what movie I would want to see in theaters now. Like... Spider-Man was enough for me to risk COVID, and look, I got it. So, you know. <laughs> In case you were wondering why some episodes were remote. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, um, last thing um, on my news, just really quick. Uh, PS Plus games were announced. EA Sports UFC 4-9-2022 Madden's EA Sports. Uh, next up is... It's in the game. It is that's, game. that's not the name. That's not the name. <laughs> Are you sure? Just in case... Just in case people believe you. What? It's just <laughs> UFC 4. It, I, no, it does say EA Sports in the title. But either way, the next game is Planet Coaster, which I always assume was a knockoff roller coaster tycoon. I really don't know the backstory of it, so feel free to correct me. Um, oh, speaking of corrections, really quick before I forget, James, we're super fucking wrong. Jeremy Irons did not voice Frollo. I didn't say he did. Yes, you, you did. Because we, you segue. You said he did, and I think I agreed with you. But it was um, definitely, yes, definitely you a voice star. What are you talking right, about? Right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'm trying to remember because uh, we were corrected on the Facebook. Samuel Torres. Right. Tony J was the actual voice actor for Frollo. Yeah. And I didn't know this guy beforehand, so now I'm definitely curious about his other works. Who is this man? <laughs> it's... So anyway, last thing with the recent, yeah. last thing on the PS Plus, uh, Tiny Tina's Dragon Keep. So if you wanted to play that, it is free for PS Plus. Oh, it, it's a one shot though. It's not the. It's not yeah, the it, it's it's the expansion. I like it's the the DLC. I guess I don't know. It says Tiny Tina Dragon Keep, whichever one that one is. Right, it's a one shot. Yeah, you're my one shot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh. Speaking of one shot, we have one shot to do this right because the first time we did it, we didn't have James on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's fucking do this right and do it right. We'll be right back with some talking tears, I That's think. That's right. Hold L3 to hold your breath. No, not too hard. You're going to rip his neck out. Oh. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group. The home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. Welcome to the Codec Podcast. I'm your host, Solid Snake. And I'm your co-host, Colonel Campbell. Today we're joined by Liquid. Brother! (laughs) Jesus, who invited this guy? Anyway, hi everyone. Welcome to Talking Tears MGS Games. Wow, that was excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Cue up the Emmy, uh, cue up the Emmy speech. That's right. That did you know we were actually guest fan dubs? Um, whenever, you know, Konami put stuff out on YouTube, there's no quality control. That's why we were allowed to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh Dr. Rude, are you uh flipping prepared for this episode? I am, and I'm very excited because this episode is it holds a special place in the canon of Doctor Rude. This episode is the impetus or the original uh, his, talking it's his tears. Villain, it's his villain villain it is, origin. It origin is a villain origin yeah, story. I was say. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's it's nice to finally get it because we've talked about doing this for a while. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about, you know, going back to this one and doing it, but it's nice to finally get around to it and, you know, make it happen. And deal with the trauma behind the solid snake. Mm-hmm. Yes. So not, it all started that. when I was a child. <laughs> not only that, this is this is the first Redux, right? The yes. first Redux. Debut. I think we always knew this was going to be the first one, though. Kind of had to be. Right. I mean, I was open to I other agree. ideas, but yeah, yeah, this was definitely one on the platter for a while, and we were knocking stuff off the platter, so here we are. So, Bone King, why don't you explain to the lovely people at home how a Talking Tears works? Well, a Talking Tears is a segment on the Fan Freaks podcast where we essentially grade different subjects in a topic by a letter grade. And here we're going to be using a combination of American and Japanese grading, meaning that we've got A, B, C, D, F, and then there is the ever-glorious S rank, which goes at the very, very top. However, we are starting at the bottom. I know I kind of did that a little awkwardly. We'll be starting yeah. with... Well, really, actually, we'll be starting with not available, which are things we haven't played. So, I figured... So, just yeah. to be clear, S is the highest ranking tier, F is the lowest ranking tier. Yes. That's how it goes. Not, ava- not applicable, not available, F, D, right. C, B, A. Done. S. I'm real good at this. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> we don't do nearly enough talking tears to do this oh. like, organically. I Speaking swear. of, really quick, um, in terms of organically switching, we go one grade letter at a time when we switch between. So like, like whoever starts will start with not available, go to the next person's not available, right. and so forth until we go up to S. See? Got it. So I, I can make this easy and I can start. Okay. Go for it. I have nothing in my not available. You've played every single one of these games? Every single one. All righty. Damn. That's, I'm glad we brought this Redux. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. Uh-huh. When you say played, does that mean also beating it? I mean, it's a matter of your own opinion on whether or not you felt like you could grade it from the amount of time you played it. Uh, I've only not beaten one game on this list, which is funny because it's still higher up than a lot of other games on my list. <laughs> uh, okay. That just, that just makes my non-applicable easier for me, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, should I go then? Sure. Go okay. So first up, I got Portable Ops. I never played it. Acid 1-2, never played those. Metal Gear Ghost Babel, never played that. Uh, Metal Gear 1 and 2, Solid Snake, never pl- never finished those. I've started them, never finished. Um, also, I get very angry. Uh, Metal Gear Survive, it'll be a cold day in hell before I download that fucking game. <laughs> and Snake's Revenge, which is non-canon. All right. Uh, those are, that's, I mean, that's a pretty even set. I mean, most people haven't played some of those games. Like, for example, for my non-applicable... I've got fucking Ghost Babble, you know, both Acids, Solid Snake, you know, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake. I didn't play uh, Portable Ops, and unfortunately, to those keeping track from the previous episode, I have yet to play Peace Walker. I know, it's been two years since the last episode, and I still haven't played it, so fuck it, it may be a Bone King stream, who knows. Uh, but yeah. Harass him on his Discord, the Bone King Nexus, make it a request for him to stream it. Oh my god, man, you didn't play MGSPW? What's wrong with you? You know, I'll be there soon, though. Anyway, but that's all I got for my non-applicable. Are we ready to start our Fs? Does anyone have an F besides me? Uh, (laughs) I don't have an F. Yeah, I've got two, as a matter of fact. All right. Oh, this is all both of you now. What you got for F? Uh, 
Uh, we're going to start with uh, Metal Gear Ghost Babble. Interesting. Okay. It's I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. First off, it's a long time since I've played this game. But that's part of the reason I know it belongs in the F tier. <laughs> it's because for me to not incessantly replay a Metal Gear game, that takes a lot. And uh, Ghost Babble just doesn't feel like a Metal Gear game to me. Even, you know, the old Metal Gear games. It it it's it's clunky. It's 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 story is uninteresting. I there's nothing I want. Nothing. It, it offers nothing to me. Mm-mm. In terms of like when I think of the reasons I love Metal Gear, Ghost Babble ain't it, fam. Uh, <laughs> and Ghost Babble's only on the Game Boy Color, right? Yes. Jesus. Somewhere in my in my grandparents' house, there is a cartridge for Ghost Babble. I mean, <laughs> but that, uh, yeah. that's the thing, though, is like it's for Game Boy Color or just regular Game Boy? No, it's mm-hmm. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. So like not a lot of people played this game. So I have no idea what this game is even about in terms of the story. So, I mean, I guess I know I have one opinion of it so far and that it's not super great. And that that's all I've ever heard about Ghost Babble. Again, I've, n- I've never heard one good thing about it. Yeah. Meh. And then surprising fucking no one. Uh, oh, I have a question really quick before I continue on our list. Okay. Uh, does fucking. Wow. I can't remember it now. Um, Raiden's game. Uh, oh, Revengeance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, they re- Metal Gear Rising Revenge. Yeah, they renamed yeah. it because yeah, people made that fun goes of it. on our that goes on our list, right? Yeah, it's interesting. That's yeah. not on the site we were using. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. Uh, so uh, also in my F tier, surprising fucking nobody is Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Because it, it's I, I I really I I tried to like it. I tried to be like no there there could be a future of Metal Gear without Koj- no no there apparently can't. Uh, I mean, that engine is really good, and they still cocked it up, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, royally did. So go ahead, Bone King. So uh, you're going to notice, I feel like a lot of our tier lists are going to be really top-heavy, because there's not a lot of games yeah. in the MGS series that I feel like deserve the D and F rank or whatever, but I do have one. So, of course, um, my F rank is, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, I, no, Mm. of course not. It's fucking Metal Mm -hmm. Gear Survive. So I actually did get to play this game. Um, I played it for a little bit. It's, again, I'll say what I said before. It's a lot of poking zombies through a fence. I I just really didn't get the gameplay loop of it. And you want to know something interesting about Metal Gear Survive, though? Not really. What? Well, too bad, because I'm going to say it anyway, because it's pretty sad. The monster designer for Metal Gear Survive is Fucking Masahiro Ito from Silent Hill 2 oh. and 3. Damn. So that that whole like uh horned zombie thing, that's his design. And I now yeah. that I know that, I totally see where they were going for. But just the way that it's just a million of them, I don't know. It didn't really work super well. Poor Masahiro is yeah. once again shafted in a game that does not perform well. Sorry, Nightcry, try again. Um, but yeah, that's that's my F ranks. We are uh, moving on to the dudes. F rank, what you got? I don't have any. Yeah, all right, rock on. So we're moving so on to Dr. we looped back around. <laughs> we had that that skip turn card from Uno, and we we move on. Yeah. So, in my D rank, uh, I'm going to start with portable ops. Okay. Um, 
it just first off i only got to play it very briefly and again it's not really it adds nothing to the story it's nothing new like that's what i'm here for metal gear for it's not a bad game by any means but you know portable ops was kind of uh, but but which one though because isn't there aren't there multiple which one did you play there's two. Yeah. There's two, but they're c- roughly the same game. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I know it. I know it does have some story in it, but it's not like I don't know. The the, the gameplay for me wasn't <sighs> okay. I don't know if we mentioned it at the beginning of this episode, but we're gonna get into spoilers. Yes, here. we sh- we are definitely going. Well, we got through like <laughs> three ranks, so I think we did pretty good. Yes, we're gonna have spoilers <laughs> moving forward as long as we didn't get to S <laughs> without a spoiler warning. So my problem, I really think that my problem with uh, with Portable Ops is that it had some things that are really relevant to the future of, uh, of Metal Gear, and it loaded them in a PSP game, which then when they re-released it, they removed all that shit from it. Hmm. Damn. What? I can't believe that. They re-released it and cut it out? Yeah, they cut all the story shit out of it. Well, because I do know, and this is the one thing I do have to say that's a positive, that for the PS2 release, uh, they added the Robbie head from Silent Hill 3 as a thing you could wear. But that's cool. <laughs> okay. That's really it. Check off that uh, that bingo card. Hey, man, Silent yeah, Hill 3 I mean- and MGS3 have a lot together, I'm just saying. But go ahead. And I mean, like on paper, it's it, it's it's cool because it's it's the direct sequel to Metal Gear Solid Three. Yes, and so kind of like, right before Peace Walker. I thought Peace Walker. No, no, it's was. between the two. Yeah, oh, I, it yeah, is. Yeah, this this comes between that and Peace Walker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Portable okay. Ops takes place in 1970. Groovy. Okay. This is where where he's fighting Fox, like the Fox unit. Come on, right. mission complete. What? But yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's it's again uh, as a lot of their portable the portable games are, including Peace Walker. It's a little clunky, and it felt I don't know uh, like it felt like it had a lot going for it, and Konami didn't give it the uh, the attention it needed in terms of its importance in the timeline. Hmm. Uh, the other game I have on my D rank, it's because I don't know if you can fucking call it a game. Is Ground Zeroes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, what? I. What's with that face, George? That's that's fuck? gonna be a stark difference to mine. I'll tell you what. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't like uh, paying for what is basically a demo. I. There's so much more. I mean, yeah, okay. you could, you could. There are people that have like been able to beat that in seven minutes. Yeah. Oh, just be, just because you could beat something fast doesn't mean. Anyway, we'll get to it when I get there. Yes, okay. I but know, even but if you elongate it, it's what an hour? No, it's got so much. Uh, my my po- sorry, God. This content should have been in Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, it should not have been a separate thing. That's why it's on a D rank. Oh, well, MGS Five is missing a lot of things. Just even this aside. <laughs> yes, I agree. But this is one of those things, like. Like, it's clearly like, hey, here's this whole thing that we've made, or at least part of a whole thing that we've made. Cool. Let's cut off this little bit and sell it as a marketing strategy. That's what this is. 
Uh, this is paid DLC. I don't know if this was ever... I know you were intended to go back to Camp Omega at some point in MGSV, but I feel mm -hmm. like this was supposed to be its own, again, demo of what the engine would be. And it's its own self-contained side story, in my opinion. But it's it's the tanker chapter of Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm, if the tanker chapter had yeah, like a actually, yeah. no, if the tanker mansion had oh, mansion mission had a ball, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you, you know what I'm used to talking about. Um, if the tanker mission had like way more objectives and had way more bonus modes, and there's, there's a lot more, there's, or how easily we forget about invasion of the body snatchers with Raiden. Um, there's just a lot of fun <laughs> things in, in Ground Zeroes, which we'll get to when I get to it, I suppose. I obviously disagree, okay. but I respect your opinion. That makes my skin crawl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, who's, uh, go ahead, uh, dude. What do you got for in your D rank? Uh, similar to you, I have Ground Zeroes here. Um, okay. I do, <laughs> I do like what I played. I, I love that engine. I love the gameplay. Sure. This and, and Phantom Pain have the best gameplay, obviously. Um, it's very uh, aesthetically appealing. It's visually great. But it's too fucking short. And the extra modes, quote-unquote, or the extra missions, yeah. they're not substantial of a $30 price tag. This really should have been packed on into the main game for the $60 price point of Phantom Pain. Would I have liked it more? Maybe, but as it stands, I don't. I don't think it of it as a full game. Yeah. Another one in my D rank, and this one is probably gonna draw some ire from um, oh, Big Rude over here. Already got enough ire, buddy. Uh, Peace Walker mm. is not. Listen, it is a full game by comparison to Ground Zeroes. It is one hundred percent a full game. <laughs> I. <laughs> don't like the gameplay of it on the PSP. I don't I don't enjoy it at all. Maybe it's me. I'm pretty sure it's me. Uh but for me personally, I couldn't I played about 75 to 80% of it until I just like chucked my PSP at a wall cuz I kept fucking dying at a certain point and I was just like I'm I'm through. And I just wanted, and I watched the cutscenes, which were great, of course. And it's amazing that that uh, Kojima-san and 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 the Konami devs were able to put it all into this small package. But fuck me, I do not appreciate that. That's 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 me. I'm entitled to be wrong here, but this is my tier list, right? Fuck. I off. mean, this is Very why it's your list. Yeah. In fact, I was wrong to fucking correct James on his tier list. I'm just saying. Um, wait a minute. No. Oh, We're still mean, on D, fine. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, wait, wasn't I supposed to go after James? Anyway, it doesn't matter. My D rank is, uh, MG, uh, MG Metal Gear, the VR missions. Uh, okay. I, I look, I get what they're going for. It's so much content. That's fantastic. I, I just feel like it feels like a lot of the same going at it over and over again, and I did not see myself going too, too far into it, despite some of the crazy shit you can unlock in that game. I hear about it, I just don't see myself going through it, but it is the only D-rank one I have right now. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So number, number, number C. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let me start off with a game I didn't finish, uh, and that's Metal Gear Acid, uh, Acid 2. 
Okay. Uh, I never finished the sequel to Metal Gear Acid. Uh, That being said, I didn't hate it. I just, it's one of those things where I put it down and forgot to pick it back up again. Hmm. And I no longer have a PSP. So So what uh, you're saying is Konami should make a gotcha of Metal Gear Acid. That's what you're saying, right? No, honestly, I would love some kind of re-release that includes the Acid games. Yeah. But it's never going to happen because they're non-canonical. Non-canonical. Non-canonical, yes. <laughs> um, just so you know, um, by the way, James, uh, I found yes. on Tabletop Simulator that someone recreated yes. the cards for Metal Gear Acid. Oh, my you God. You can play a board game version of Metal Gear Acid. It's pretty sick. That's actually pretty it's dope. pretty sick. That's kind of dope. Okay, sorry. I just want to mention that That's, if you That did. sounds pretty cool. I, I, I'd be about that. God, no one wants um, to play it with me. Okay, cool. Maybe. Maybe we could do that. <laughs> let's do this. Bro, let me get my fucking VR headset. We can play that shit in VR. Hundred. Wow. I'm I'm gonna hide behind the table, and that gives me a plus five stealth. <laughs> anyway, um, next up on my C tier is Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. Oh, ow! Fuck a that duck. hurts. I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen. That hurts me. That's okay. <laughs> I feel like it's categorically worse than the game it's a remake of. Ah. I mean, and also, I really don't like the injection of additional humor into the game. Mm -hmm. It made the game very slapsticky and took a lot of the like gravitas out of the game for me. I mean, it kept hmm. it, it pretty much brought it to the tone of MGS 2 and 3. I don't know about that, man. Like, backflipping off the missile is, that's, well, when that's you, so schlocky. If, well, when you're a cyber ninja, you could do a lot of things. That was, that was, that was Snake that did that. Oh, I, but did not, did Frank Yeager not do when it? When you can fight a cyber ninja. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what you can but do. It's, it's literally when, when Liquid shoots the, the, the missile at him from the hind. Yeah. He literally takes a leap off the air and then does another jump off the missile. Like yeah. shit like that. It got the, the best thing that Twin Snakes gave us was the ape escape conversation. I'm sorry, did you not like uh, shooting Yoshi and Mario? N- no. <laughs> they made the noises. Uh, I'm aware. <laughs> uh, and then, again, and also, like, they did no battle. The game is also too easy. They did no balancing for the new camera angles. I was going to say, they added a whole new camera angle, so there's new something. Yeah. And it literally made some of the boss fights, like, a joke. Hmm. But, uh, and then next up on my C tier is the Phantom Pain. Um, wow. Okay. Again, I enjoyed playing the game. I just don't, like, if this was a list of random video games, it'd probably be higher on my list. It's not a good Metal Gear game. Okay. Uh, not to mention, it's not a complete Metal Gear game. <laughs> That's uh, true. so, you know, it, it, it'd be kind of, it's, it, I'm, I'm hard pressed to put it above other entries in the in the in the series that are complete games. Uh and like I said, I just I don't think it's a good Metal Gear game. And as a matter of fact, there's really only one reason it's a C tier instead of a D tier. And that's simply because of some of the lore that it brings into the series. Uh, 
Uh, I've talked about this, what? The phrase cop-out comes to mind. Uh, uh, from my end? No, no, MGS, uh, no, no, Phantom no, Pain. No. Oh, yes, I agree. Uh, but, and I've talked about this for a while, as a matter of fact, there's even, there's just one cassette, one fucking cassette in this, in this fucking game that I have been obsessed with since I first heard it. And it's the one of uh, Strange Love of her dying when she's locked in the fucking Joy AI case thing or whatever. Uh huh. Right. And she explains that the Joy AI is going to like look after her children. <laughs> and it thoroughly explains why Hal and David get away with everything that they do. It's because the fucking Joy AI is watching their backs the whole time. Like, I fucking love that little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's really the only reason it's a C tier, not a D tier. But come on, man. Like, really? Konami and Kojima couldn't hold their shit together long enough to complete a fucking game? No. Clearly, <laughs> no, and that's why Dude, it's on my seat. You don't my understand it, it. It wasn't just this game. This has been a fucking battle since MGS. Like what? Two, one, like sure. Four? No, because remember, every single one of these fucking entries was supposed to be the last Metal Gear, and it just kept on going again, again, again. So I think it was the natural conclusion, unfortunate conclusion, to such a strained relationship between the two. It sucks that we didn't get the best part of it, but I'm glad Kojima's on his own boat now. You know what I mean? Ugh. But yeah, so that's the end of my C tier. What do you got, guys? So I, I'm gonna just go ahead and step in here. I got a ton here. So for C rank, I've got nothing. Alrighty, dude, it's up to you. <laughs> All right. My C tier is Metal Gear VR missions. Okay. Okay. Just one above me. That's I fine. really because I actually enjoyed yeah. it. I, I, for me, this is average. It does its job. I understand your criticism that it's a little repetitive, but I actually really enjoy that part of Metal Gear Solid One on the PS One, the little VR training mode. And then when I found out that's a whole game of that, I was like, "Ooh, this is cool." It was just stealth puzzle, and I never knew yeah. I liked that type that's, of thing. That's cool. It's a cool idea for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I liked it. I mean, that's that's it. That's my only C. All right. Okay. So we'll go on to the big B's. Well, uh, since we were just talking about it, first on my B on my B list is Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Oh wow! So uh, DCB. Wow, it went. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Uh, it let me play as Cyborg Ninja. Yeah. Well, so like, did MGS2. That's all it takes for me. <laughs> what? So, well, not until yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so did MGS Revengeance. <laughs> oh, sure. That was my joke, uh, but it didn't land super well. Oh, uh, sorry. I Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, no, Metal, I'm sorry. I also forgot. Metal Gear Rising's on my C tier. Yeah, it's Metal Gear Metal Rising Gear is also oh, on my well, C tier. Oh, I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's not it's it's not a Metal Gear game. It's but not, it's fun, but it is fun. And I honestly I like Raiden. Sometimes yeah, my fun. intrusions anyway. actually help. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Thanks. Uh, so back to VR missions. Uh, like I said, I actually really enjoy the stealth puzzle gameplay. Mm -hmm. The challenge, the challenge mode of it all. You get to play as uh, as the as the ninja. That's it. That's all it takes for me to have this on my B list. Like. Playing this on my PC, because I didn't even get it for the PlayStation. I had it for PC. Oh, gosh. But playing Ooh. this on PC was so dope for me as a kid. I loved it. Huh. 
Uh, and the only other entry I have on my B tier is Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Oh, okay. I guess that's fair. Uh, it's a good game. I like it. It just... By the time I got around to playing Metal Gear 2, I had already started the Solid series. Okay. Mm. So, like, because my first game, my first Metal Gear game was Metal Gear. Oh, okay. On the NES. Yes. Ah, that rhymed. Um, so, it was a very new thing for me when I played that one. But by the time I got around to the sequel, I had already started playing, like, the Metal Gear Solid series. And the newness wasn't there for me anymore. Uh, it would probably be lower on the list if not for like the lore. And again, you're going to hear this a lot from me. But actually, funny enough, Metal Gear Solid 4 or Metal Gear Solid 5 elevates this on the list because it explains a question that a lot of people had about those first two Metal Gear games. Which is, how is it that you kill Big Boss in the first one, and he comes back in the second one? I mean... We can thank Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain for that. In terms of retcons and whatnot, I guess, like, yeah, we do have that answer. Did we need to see that answer? I don't know. But it was neat. Uh, I th But I think it's a good answer. I, I like... I, I actually like... I it. loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. And I like the introduction of Venom Snake as a character. So I kind of liked knowing that that's who I was fighting in the first Metal Gear game. Sure. It just kind of makes it... A, because of this, Snake isn't allowed to... Or, so we're just getting into V? Because, hmm. uh, like, I'm just saying, because it doesn't really allow Snake to have a lot of character in that game because he really isn't himself. He's just more of a... Yeah. ...other person. So it, I don't know. It just, Dude. Snake had like four games to himself at that point. Like, but what was there that what we were given was not interesting. I'm sorry, Kiefer, you were boring. So like, it was. It, yes, no, wrong. we all agree, Kiefer was boring. But for feats, for yeah. for actual things that he was able to do, Venom Snake is the best snake. For actually, uh, like, for having a, 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 and I also like his relationship with Quiet. But anyway, we're getting we're, we're 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 going back down on my tier list. We're talking about Phantom Pain. I know we can get to, we can talk more about it when when you guys talk about it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that is my B list is Metal Gear Two, Solid Snake, and VR missions. Alrighty. So here's my uh, big bone bees over here. Mm -hmm. uh, so starting my bees, Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes. Um. I okay. genuinely had a, a very fun oh. time with Ground Zeroes because um, while there's not a ton, a ton of content, there is. Did you have thirty dollars worth of a fun time? I don't believe I paid that much, but I think I got oh, it uh, okay. for fifteen on Black Friday or something. Maybe that you mm. know interfe interferes with my opinion a little bit. I did get a discount. However, there is I feel like a solid like main campaign and then there's a bunch of mini missions in there there's so many details in the map i love camp omega and i agree with you that it should be an mgsv it really should have at least in some form um but what was given to me i had a really fun experience of just kind of like playing a snake going through the missions in whatever way i want to um it pretty much was a really good showcase of what you can do in v but the areas in v aren't so um focused on details it's an open world it's very it's an open world versus oh, okay. camp omega which is a much smaller location which had to have been a lot more detailedly planned 
So like, I, I really enjoy the camp and all the different ways you can move around. The bonus content was fun. Um, I, I feel like, I again, I agree, it should have been part of V, obviously. But in terms of a side game, I think it rivals VR missions. Obviously, my VR missions was D. While the content is not equal, I found myself, like, Adrian, you even said, like, he was like, the dude was like, hey, uh, I could go through these. It is a little samey, but I always kept wanting to go. It did get a little samey here, but I was doing different things each time. And there are different trophies you can get. I don't know, it was fun for me. Sorry we spent a long time there. I just wanted to defend Ground Zeroes from someone who did kind of like it. Uh, I did, for the record, good. I didn't hate it. I just hated the fact that it was, it, it feels like, it, it felt like an appendix to a, to something else. Sure. And that's why I, I kind of think of it as a 15, don't get it $30. Do not get it full price. But if you get it like a little mini spinoff game that's like supposedly an introduction, I don't hate it. I think it's all right. Um, Really wish there was a way to see the story of what happens there besides just that one cutscene in, in, in V and not just have it all relegated to fucking cassette tapes. Anyway, we're not going to get to that right now. My next B rank is Metal Gear 1 uh, for the NES. This game's fantastic. I, I really don't, um, I don't really know how to play it super well. Uh, I did watch a Let's Play. I'm sorry. I know it doesn't count as me freaking playing it, but I watched a Let's yeah. Play. No, it but counts. In in me actually like watching it, it's, it's like an audiobook. <laughs> it's it's really well designed. A lot of interesting things get reused in Metal Gear Solid One, actually, because I guess that's what it uh -huh. is. Metal Gear Solid is just Metal Gear, but with different. You know, it's it's interesting to see where these concepts came from and how well they translated on a fucking flat. Uh, 2D or not 2D top down view. So again, Isometric. great stuff. Um, and whenever I think of it, I feel asleep. Uh, next up, you you what? I feel asleep. Oh right, <laughs> got it. Gotcha. And my last for B rank is, uh, and I might get a lot of stink for this, but hey, it's better than what I did on the last fucking uh, Metal Gear Talking Tears. Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots B rank. Woof. I okay. Go ahead. No, I go ahead. Okay, okay. I want to hear I was your, like, your, your, I'm gonna, your logic I'm going to defend it a, or, or, or attack it a little bit, I guess, not defend. Mm -hmm. It. I have to preface by saying this game possibly has some of the most epic cutscenes in the entirety of the series. Just bar mm -hmm. none. The, the climax at the end is just mind-blowing in how epic it is, and I totally understand that. However, the, the way the stages are constructed always made me feel like I was grinding to get to the next story element. And and when I got to that story element, it'd be an hour-long cutscene as well. So, like, it, it felt like the pacing was just so heavy-handed in both ways that I was like, I don't know, I felt like other Metal Gear Solid games handled that a lot better, the distribution between gameplay and cutscene and how long you are in the gameplay versus how long you are in the cutscene, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to make my complaint just being, oh, the cutscenes are long, because that's not what it is. It's that the gameplay that I was playing felt like very weirdly placed and a little grindy. Tell me when you start your save file that you're like, oh, great, I got to go through the fucking desert town again and fucking go through the whole insurgency thing. And then, like, I don't know. It it feels like a grind for me whenever I replay three. I'm like, oh, man, Grosnygrad. I, I, I'm way more psyched. I, I just do not feel that way. I, I get what they were going for. Um... The ending is amazing. Fuck you for what you did to Eva. I'm that. That's also a very what? big reasoning. 
Wait, hold on. Back the fuck up. Okay. What is wrong with the with, with what they did with Eva in this game? They burned her alive on a guy who wasn't actually Snake. Oh, that part. Okay, cool. Yeah. Carry no, <laughs> yeah, the part that pissed me off. Yeah. No, I liked Eva a lot because my first one was MGS3, and then finding her here, I was like, yo! That's Venom, right? What? In the thing? Or is it just or is it just a clone? Or no, no, no. it was George it's, Sears. It's George Sears. It was George Sears. It was George Sears. It's, That's yeah. right. Carry on. Solid. But it pisses yeah. me off because like she literally killed her. Um, this is mega spoilers, whatever. She literally killed herself for nothing. Like, right. god damn it. That sucks. See, the reason I kind of liked that is because it further showcased how much of a piece of shit Big Boss is. I I don't know. I get it. And, and in some way, it makes sense to how, hey, Eva tricked Snake, you know, at the end of three. So it's like mm -hmm. someone tricked Eva. But like, I, I, it just pisses me off. It feels like the punishment for her is way too drastic. She fucking burns alive on a corpse because she jumps like fuck off. Sorry, that's my big contention with four. But okay. but it's still B rank. Like, come on. It's still a good game. I, I just have sure. some little things that I kind of wish I could just skip right through. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, all I've got for B-Rank. What you got, dude? So, I only have one entry in B-Rank. Uh, that is, unfortunately, the Phantom Pain. Okay. Okay. Um, I really love the gameplay. I fucking detest the story. What story? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but the fact that, the fact that you're... You know, we have at the time during the game, I thought, you know, Big Boss was better than that. But it turns out, you know, he started using like child soldiers and it just, it just got a little weird for me. And Master Miller gets, you know, oh. it, it gets a little it gets a whole lot of depressing. I, I will say, sorry, just you brought it up. I fucking hate Miller in that game so much. Why are you guys hating on Snake's boyfriend so much? Calm down. <laughs> he's such what's it called when you're like when when you're like fighting against an authority figure you're Rebel? He's such a, rebellious no he's such a rebel. whatever he's a petulant little shit is what he is hmm. like fuck dude i'm the fucking commanding officer of this base you don't get to tell me who i bring on this base shut the fuck up he's passionate you have to understand he's an idiot his passion overrides your dull logic your character doesn't speak Best enough thing he did <laughs> Best thing he did was have a conversation about burgers. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He did well. But I'm sorry. But go ahead. I hijacked you for a moment. Carry on. But Phantom Pain does have a lot of things that I really enjoyed. D Dog, fucking quiet. D Dog's um, great. Quiet's great. You can fuck quiet in that Miller, game. I, no, we you always fucking could. quiet. But Miller. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Miller. While I hate the character throughout the rest of the game. He does have one of the best monologues in the beginning with that with that uh, helicopter scene after rescuing him, which I absolutely love. You know, why are we still here just to suffer? It's been memed to death, but I do love it. There's a there's a whole lot of level of emotion that you see in the beginning, and unfortunately, it doesn't finish. It doesn't end. Yeah. But the only reason. It's so high up here is because I really do enjoy this gameplay and I would have liked to have seen more in this style that wasn't survive. Yeah. 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 But uh, but that but that's it for me. Just that that alone. Is I, I agree. And you know what would really save that game if they added Revolver Ocelot? You know, that'd been a cool character to have do stuff in there. 
What was wrong with their version of Ocelot? Oh, he was in that game? Yeah. He, like, did Shut nothing. Up, that was my commentary. Anyway, what you got, Dr. Rude, for your A ranks? We're getting up there. Um, yeah, and I'm surprised. Well, unless... Well, I don't know. I, I'm surprised. I thought I was going to be alone in this, but uh, let's start with uh, Metal Gear Metal Gear Acid. The first one. Uh, well, do you guys just not have acid I, on your I list? I said not applicable. We didn't play. I it. said not applicable oh, all okay. the way at the beginning. My Sorry. bad. Then. <laughs> okay, I, I I misheard that. Okay, so I I'm, I'm alone on this. But it's all right. Forever, it's all right. You don't listen to us. Mm -hmm. It's cool. I know <laughs> that for the most part, Metal Gear Acid is hated by the Metal Gear community. Um, but when I played it, I'm like, oh, this is like a legitimately like refreshing take on Metal Gear. Like, this is a legitimately new entry, like, new way to play Metal Gear. I didn't hate the card-based mechanics like a lot of people did. I loved the art. And honestly, I loved them leaning really hard into the comic booky supernatural shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially knowing that it was a non-canonical canonical story. Okay. I, I guess in that you sense, got me? yeah, since it's not, yeah. Yeah, knowing that it's it's a what if. You get me? It's like an alternate universe. And with that in mind, playing the game was super enjoyable for me. I actually really like the the way that the uh card game mechanics work with the tactical espionage portion of Metal Gear. I think it worked great. Uh and like I said, it's the the the, the fact that the story is told through like character art like text boxes it made me it, it gave me a good appreciation for character art throughout the story because you got to see a lot of it D uh, didn't that game use it, the, like the metal gear artist through like all the comic book pages the guy who does yeah. the yeah the cover and all that uh what's his i can't remember his but name. he's fantastic but yes, yes. <laughs> uh but yeah and for that reason alone it's it you know, I like I said, I well, I don't I don't have to defend this anymore. No, no. I think I, look, that Go ahead. No, I think that it's a solid <laughs> gaming experience <laughs> uh that presented a fun alternate Metal Gear story. Is it the tightest entry in the series? No, but at the time when I played it, it was the first thing that felt new without alienating me as a fan. So that was really cool for me. Okay. Well, look, I know the internet doesn't agree with you, but I, I for one, appreciate your hashtag acidic take on Metal Gear Acid. Nah. Uh, thank you. Going to be taking that one. Uh, <laughs> what you got next? Uh, next up on A tier is Metal Gear. Okay. PS1? The first one, the OG. No, no, no. Metal Gear. Oh, SNES or NES. 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 Correct. Yes. Uh, it, now, it's worth noting... That, uh, I again, this was the first Metal Gear game that I ever played. Hmm. However, mm. I did not beat it until about four years ago. It's fair. I couldn't beat it. Fuck it. <laughs> it's a hard fucking game. And, like, in my youth, I could get up to, like, the... the I, I, think, I think even when I was younger, I did get up to the big boss fight, and I was so frustrated by it that I couldn't do it. Well, I'm uh, glad you could settle that childhood but, trauma, though. After having beaten it and remembering, like, oh, this is like when I first played it, think like as a little kid being like, oh, this is a really cool, like, 
Like, I don't know, he's a very different type of action hero than, like, your military action hero, than, like, your Rambos and shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stealth right. Like, it felt like, at, at the time, I had only other, I, I think I had only other, ever played one other military game, and that was Contra. Uh, so, I, it's a very, it was a very different contrast to that. It's, ah! No, but it's interesting, because now that you bring it up, like, Rambo, yeah, he didn't really get super over-the-top, like, action-y until, like, what? Uh, Ram, not First Blood, then the one right after, Rambo. So, like, because in First Blood, he uses the guerrilla warfare in the jungle, so that is kind of like Snake, now that I think about it. Sure. Yeah, sorry. Uh, thought about but that. But yeah, so Metal Gear Acid, uh, Metal Gear, and then Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker is on my A tier. Okay. Um, I do agree with the dude that uh, the gameplay in it is not as tight as other entries. Uh, however, and again, me saying the same thing, the lore dump from this game, uh, it also introduced me to one of my favorite characters, which is, uh, Paz. Oh, Paz, oh, Uh, fuck, and no wonder you don't like Ground Zeroes. Um, no, actually, that's one of the shining parts of Ground Zeroes. Though. They, like, again, they fucked like, they, they did not do well with that character. Well, I mean, like, she did not. See, hmm. I don't uh, I don't agree. Like, the completion of her story. No, that's not what I, I mean. Made... Like, her story, you're right. I'm saying, like, she got fucked over big time is what I'm saying. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but she's kind of a shitty person. Sure, sure. I'm just saying, uh, like, damn. <laughs> and, the way, and the way she was used in Metal Gear Solid Five was fantastic. Um... Mm, I kind of in V in particular, not yes. not Ground Zeroes. Yes, I, it's like it, it basically equates to what wander around Mother Base, waiting until her cutscenes are activated when you could visit her in the hospital room. You get five minutes of some backstory, and then it stops. That's pause, right? But it, but but it's not actually her because she's not actually there. Right. It's all it's all just a fabrication of Venom's trauma. From being in that same accident because he was the medic. Which makes me feel like, is this character really in this story or is it just referencing something? She's not. That's the point. I guess so. She's just used as an illustrative device for Venom's PTSD. I I think she would, because I didn't even play Peace Walker, but she's a legit, like, supporting cast character in Peace Walker. Yes. So, like. She's a legit supporting cast character in Peace Walker. She has the bomb inside of her in Peace Walker. Oh, sorry, Ground in, Zeros. In, in Ground Zeroes. Yeah. And when that bomb blows up, that is the accident that causes Venom, to, or the medic, to end up in the hospital and ends up being reconstructed as Venom. I, I understand that. I just think that calling that the best version so of that's her character, what, like, damn. No, I'm not saying that's the best version of her character. I just like the way that she was then used to illustrate his PTSD in 5. Okay. Anyway, okay. we're getting far from the point. That's fine. Um... So yeah, uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Peace Walker, it really starts establishing like Snake as big boss. You get me? It's really where we start to see that turn from like war hero to military power, like military leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, God, I'm trying to think of it. Regime leader? (laughs) Yeah. It it really starts to bridge that gap because... Yeah, really, because yeah. because metal because the the first big boss we get in terms of like we play as him, Metal Gear Solid Three, 
here's a nearly indistinguishable from his son, Solid Snake, in terms of like their characterization. Well, he's not big their boss speech by pattern that point. for some reason. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. He's near, so this is the game that really bridges that gap between like the big boss we fight in Metal Gear versus the character that we played in Metal Gear Solid Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that. I like the introduction of you know where we're building up to what eventually becomes Mother Base, which is what eventually becomes the fucking Military Sons Frontiers. Uh, like, all of that shit, we start to see the seeds of all of that planted in this game. Uh, I, and for that reason, what? I, 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 no, finish your thought. I'm sorry. Continue. No, it's okay. Um, and it's, 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 it's also a, a much less annoying version of Miller than we got in Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's really all I have to say about that. Okay. So just as sort of... So can you repeat, oh, yeah. repeat your A's yes, again? Oh, sure. It uh, It is Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Acid, and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Okay. Metal okay. Gear Acid. I think it's Metal Gear Acid, not Metal Gear Solid Acid. Oh. Yeah, it's Metal Gear Metal Acid. Metal Gear Acid. Why can't yeah. you petrified acids? I don't petrify know. acids. Anyway, uh-huh. so I'm gonna piggyback that discussion with my A ranks. So I'll just start with one of my first okay. A ranks: Metal Gear uh, Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Uh, I agree with both of you, and mainly the dude on how the gameplay is like. Tight. Okay, okay. So the story is non-existent. The characters are kind of annoying. Um, the actual mother base is empty, bland, boring until you fill it with animals, in which case they don't really do much. So it's not much to do in this game, but fuck me, that gameplay when you're in the open world. It is possibly the best gameplay in terms of stealth action I have ever played. It may be very easy because, yeah, you have focus react and you can turn that shit off if you want, but like... I did. Yes, a lot of people did, actually. I didn't because it was fucking really fun to use, so why not? Um, It wasn't like I was expecting to play this like I did MGS 2 or 3. This was a whole different thing. It's open world. I can't play it the same way. So I kind of approached it differently. But, like, I got to a point where all I would do is just those side quests. And I hate the fact that they're copy-pasted, but I would just get into this gameplay loop of, like, Rescue the POW, rescue this POW, gather this ingredient, all while I'm jamming to, we're kids in America, on my fucking Walkman. (laughs) Like, there's there's so many good (laughs) stuff. Fucking Kajagoogoo is on his fucking playlist. Mm -hmm. Shy, shy, hush, hush, I do I. Amazing song. So, like, I I just really liked that. I didn't pay attention to any of the story cassettes, which I'm I'm really sorry, Kojima-san. I know you wanted me to, but I couldn't. And with, uh... I don't know, because, like, with all that baggage, there's a ton of baggage, and it's just impressive to me that this game can still remain an A rank for me. That's how impressive this gameplay is. A lot of fine-tuning. This engine is incredible. Sorry. um, So, I think what I'm realizing is that I put such a heavy dependency on story. story I noticed this, too. That without it, like... Like I said, it's a good game. It's just not a good Metal Gear game. Oh, absolutely. Because I kind of wish those mechanics would have been used elsewhere. Like, well, see here, here's the dis- no, Sorry, Jay, d- 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 the, no. The thing is, is that James is a lore whore. Yeah, it's true. And he needs his lore. Hashtag whore. lore. Ah, oh, you bastard! 
Lore horrified. That's better than acidic take. Yeah, well, not lie. whatever, dude. It wasn't a competition, but I'm glad he got one. Shit. It always is. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I, I mean the story is very important in Metal Gear. Uh, but I, yes, I sometimes when the gameplay is really that good, it will take me up there. I mean, that's fucking ground zeros for me too. You know what I mean? And you there, take there's, there's something me else high. to be said about. There's something else about Phantom Pain is that it has a lot of content. It has Metal Gear Online, yeah. which is we have to uh, buy it. I think eight v eight. No, no, it comes there, included. There was something you had to buy for it. I don't know. I I, I got Not something him. for Metal no. Gear Online. You could you could buy it itself. Mm. You know, you could buy it separately from buying the oh, main that game. Might have been what it was. And then there were, and then there's also the FOB missions where you get to infiltrate your <laughs> friends' fucking mother bases, which at some points it got super fucking ridiculous and you couldn't do anything about it. I didn't do a single one because like I. <laughs> Oh, I did. I did it so much only because it's the only way you can play is quiet. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. No, it, later on they did l allow, I believe, where you get to play as quiet in the main campaign. Yeah, because wait, what? Th there's a, a body suit option, and you could change what your character looks like. Yeah, but quiet wasn't an option available. I think it's a mask. <laughs> like it's just like a. It's it's been a long yeah. time since I played. I played it about six or seven months ago, but I was like doing main missions as Ocelot and shit. Huh. It, okay. I mean, either way, I wanted to bring up something you said earlier on how it's it's a good game, but it's not a good Metal Gear Solid game. Um. So I've had this recent kind of debate within myself, and I'm assuming the dude has as well. When it comes to the Resident Evil community, because it's also the same way on what is a Resident Evil game, like, you know what I mean? And okay. for years, I was like, it's not a real Resident Evil game unless it's like the classic style. But even then, I, I'm starting to come back on that where it's like, yeah, but the other games are still Resident Evil games. They just don't have the same gameplay. So, like, I agree with you that the gameplay is really good. I don't think it measures up to the tone and story of a Metal Gear Solid game. But it is still a Metal Gear game, you know what I mean? Hashtag not my Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, before we get into that, um, uh, let's get into my next A rank. So, the, oh, God, I'm sorry. That took so long. So the next A rank I have here is Metal Gear uh, Solid for the PS1. Uh, incredible game. I, I honestly, I didn't get to play it as my first one through, you know what I mean? I played something else first. Um, but I went through this and it was fantastic to see just such advancements in storytelling on a PS1 game. I mean, fuck, it's fantastic in, in, in its character delivery, the moments that are given. Like, you have to think about it in comparison to other PS1 games at the time. Most of the ones that were giving a lot of good stories were text-based in some way. So it was really interesting to see a cinematic PS1 game. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. I, again, I didn't grow up with it. So this was this there's no nostalgia for me. This is me just going into it as someone going, "Wow, this was really well crafted." So, um moving on to, "Wow, this is really well crafted." Metal Gear Solid 2, Son uh not Sons of Liberty. Yeah, it's Sons of Liberty. Um yeah. I I I think this because when I first went through this game, I missed a lot. I, I missed a lot of the subtext that was going on. I was just as confused as Raiden going through the entire story. When I was traveling through esophagus, I was just like, what is going on? But, but going back to it and really reading about it and replaying it and 
really seeing what they were trying to do and how goddamn meta this game is. Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 2 is like possibly the most meta game I have ever played. It It is trying to tell a story about the production about making another Metal Gear game, but using the concept of making another Solid Snake as an analog for that, but it has references to the past creator coming in. It's really interesting. And the way that it kind of predicted meme culture and, and that kind of stuff is <laughs> insane. When you go back and listen to this, those dialogues of AI uh, Campbell talking to you and AI Rose, mm -hmm. like right. it's really creepy going back and listening to it now because that shit they're talking about happens now. Like, it, it was a fucking supervillain thing in that game, but it happens nowadays. So it that game really impresses me. And it came out in 2002. 2002, yep. and he well predicted this shit. Um, I still think throwing your name tags is a little bit random, uh, but whatever. At the, at the end of the game, when you look down, it's like, hey, that's your name. It's symbolism. It's symbolism. It's You're symbolism. losing control of the player. That Do you see? Symbolism. So much meta. Like, it is just meta the yes. game. Meta Gear Solid. Um, ah, but that is all that I've good. got. Thank you. Uh, can I hashtag that? Could you repeat hashtag it? Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> <laughs> now I feel unsure. What you got hashtag for your A rank? Too many hashtags. <laughs> no, no, no. Can you repeat your oh, A rank, please? Sure. Um, my A ranks are Metal Gear Solid V, uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, and Metal Gear Solid One for the PSX. Okay, so my A rank is pretty easy. Um, oh shit! I'm sorry. Metal Sorry, Gears. Revengeance, also for A-Rank. Platinum Games is amazing. Sorry, continue. Got it, got it. Um, my first A-Rank is Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Okay. Okay. The problem I have with this game, why it's not an S, you can't really skip the cutscenes. Yeah, remember when I wished that I could skip through some cutscenes of some characters burning alive that I love? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> that 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 would have been nice. Would have been nice, but I really love the gameplay here. I love the octo camo. I love the little droid. I love the style of Drebin. Um, the talk of well, just the story itself. I love, and if if it brought a finality to Solid that I really appreciate, and you don't get to see a lot of that nowadays. You don't get to see. These characters have a beginning, middle, and end, and thankfully, Solid did have mm. that. Wait, I would like to see that. With skip the cuts, there's some unskippable cutscenes, but you can skip most of them. Not from my memory. From my memory, I couldn't skip any. No, you can absolutely skip most of them. But there are some that are literally there for a long time. Some. I think there, there's three unskippable cutscenes, I think. I, I will definitely mention, I think that Eva one is skippable, but I don't remember. So I'll definitely concede mm. that I don't remember that. Sorry, carry on. Oh, they allow you now. Oh, it was patched because in? Because they patched it in <laughs> later to... Oh, uh, okay. Great. But uh, at at launch, it was like the amount of cutscenes were were more than ninety minutes. Oh yeah, it's a movie. And, and yeah, um, I, 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 anyway. can I mention something really quick? Because I think this is the highest Guns of the Patriots is going to be on on our list here. But no, oh, okay, sorry. Is it? No. Uh, okay, I was just going to mention that wasn't this one of the first takes of a video game protagonist actually confronting their old age? 
Because, like, I, the only one that was major was, like, well, recently in recent memory is, like, what? God of War, and then Marcus Phoenix did it. And, like, there are characters who get older, but this was one we saw him, like, confront old age as rapid as it was. I'm sorry, just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I'd, 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 I'd agree with you, yeah. Um, probably. And seeing as how Snake kind of did mm-hmm. it first. I mean, it made sense for him to to go out the way he did and everything felt right. It tied it up with a bow and I fucking cry every time I think back to shadow Moses and the best is yet to come starts playing and you just so much nostalgia. This is my fucking tier. List. No, Fuck no. I'm, I, I made and, a face because uh, d- d- they're not allowed to use that song anymore, which is balls. Cause that song is amazing. The, the best is yet to come uses a piece of some oh. Russian orchestra and now he's not allowed. He, well, he wasn't not now because he's not making anything now, but right. like he wasn't allowed to use it anymore, which is why I agree with you. That song is incredible. <sighs> right. But the nostalgia alone of just getting back on that base and just dealing with that. And obviously the climactic battle is great. Oh. And you get to pilot a fucking Ray and Rex. I'm sorry. Rex. Yes, versus Ray. dude. Blew my fucking mind that I ever got it's to do very that. I love doing it. You know what I really like about that scene is that like what? there's a clear kinship between Snake and Rex, in that they're both kind of old, kind of falling apart, but they can still get the job done. Are you talking about Snake right. and Rex? That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I heard Rex yeah. and Ray, and I'm like, wait, the two robots? No, no. Snake between and Rex. Yes. Old Snake. And Rex, right, right, right. and that, like I said, they have that connection, and that they're old, not obsolete. Uh, <laughs> and they're built uh, out by, by the way. So, uh, Metal Gear still holds uh, Metal Gear Solid Four still holds the world record for longest cutscenes and uh, longest cutscene in a video game. Yeah. Wow. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, not David Cage. So, no, no, each other. <laughs> Now this one, this one's gonna be a conscientious pick for me, uh, for 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 not, not for me. I'm sorry. It's gonna be a conscientious pick because I have it so highly. But Metal Gear Solid, the Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. Oh. I absolutely love the gameplay. I love just seeing it all over again, newer. And I like to think of it when with the outrageous cutscenes, it's Snake at a bar. Picking up, <laughs> telling the, the stories. Oh god! And telling the stories. That's that makes sense to me because that's Metal Gear Solid One on the PS One is what actually happened. But Twin Snakes is, hey, this is kind of what would have happened if I had told the story type of thing. <laughs> hey, ladies, um, I found this Mario and Yoshi amiibo. Check it out. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like at the apex of like GameCube. Blowing, blowing this up with with oh, it's a Metal Gear Solid remake, and then you have Resident Evil One remake. I was like, oh my god, everything's getting remade, and it's so good looking. It's fucking amazing, oh. and I just I love everything about the it. era of good remakes. Uh, but that's it for my A rank: Metal Gear Solid, Twin Snakes, and Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots. Okay, solid. Okay. And I was about to ask you to list them off, so perfect. Thank you. <laughs> what, what you got for your uh, S rank? Yeah. Oh, so, go ahead. This is going to be a meaty one for James. No, no, no. Oh, I was just okay. saying well, that. those of you who have been keeping track will notice something. That the entire solid quadrilogy is in my S rank. 
Jesus. You, you, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and 4. You know that this is a tier list. You're supposed to challenge yourself. You're not supposed to just... <laughs> I, I, I'm aware. Okay. And here's the thing. There's entries in this that elevate other entries in this to, to the S rank. Okay. Because. Well, here. Let, let's start in order with Metal Gear Solid 1. When I first played this game, it blew my little fucking brain wide open. I I hadn't I hadn't seen a level of like cinematic storytelling like that in a video game and I didn't think it was possible up until that time. Uh so it kind of elevated the bar for me for what to expect from video games. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was the, one of the first games I can remember playing that like stealth felt rewarding. <laughs> mhm. Uh and so and and then it was also one of the first games that like had replay value for me because I before I even looked it up or anything I was like, "Wait, I want to know what fucking happens if you fail the torture scene." Oh. Yeah. Well, I was more interested in what happens if I do use turbo, you bastard. <laughs> you're like god damn it you tempt me and now i'm scared to use it fuck you <laughs> so fu- funny enough i had a turbo controller that the game couldn't recognize oh of course you did <laughs> it was like some off-brand japanese controller but for some reason the game didn't i had another controller that had turbo and it definitely recognized me doing that but there was one controller i had that it didn't recognize it for some reason was it mad uh, cats yeah. <laughs> no but yeah, no, the Mad Cats controller was the one that it did recognize. Of course. Uh, so that's Metal Gear 1. Mm-hmm. Now, without Metal Gear Solid 4, Metal Gear Solid 2 would be ver- would be lower on this list. Wow. And that is for... I think it stands alone. Yeah. No, but let me explain why. In all of gaming history, there are few plot points I hated more than the possession via arm transplant. <laughs> oh, and you were upset about backflipping. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. Like, it was one of the worst. Like, as much as I love the rest of the game, unlike most people, I like Raiden. I didn't have the problem a lot of people had with Raiden. I thought he was an interesting character. He was different than Snake. Um, You know... Uh, it was Pliskin was a cool new character for them to introduce in this game. Uh, <laughs> just it, it had a lot going for it. But man, when I tell you that that fucking arm possession thing, it the first time I got to that part, I I dropped the game for at least a month and a half. Well, it was eventually confirmed that that's not real. So well, not until Metal Gear Solid Four, 4 though. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. With the introduction of the revelation in Metal Gear Solid 4, I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. And when I look at Metal Gear Solid 2 through that lens, it elevates the game. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, now. So the worst part of the story is better because 4 retconned it into it not exactly. being real. <laughs> exactly. Well, hold on. Because a later but, game retcons something doesn't make that earlier entry better. It just means that they the 4 made it better. Again, remember, what I care about is the story. Right? So. Lore. 
fucking whore. Yes, I'm a lore whore. So when I look back at the entire history of Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear, I have to look at it in its entirety. And my criticism of the story of Metal Gear Solid 2 no longer applies because it's not a stupid plot point anymore. Uh, It's a stupid excuse, but that's not the real excuse. The real reason for it is there is a character so dedicated to his craft that he brainwashed himself. To me, like I love that. To me, that sounds more like you appreciate the changes four made, and less so much now you appreciate two because two is written in the way of his arm actually possessing him. That's how two is written because that's the explanation but, there. But that doesn't matter though. Hmm. Like that that doesn't matter. The story is not that. Well, right. It's not the major focus of the story. No. So. Well, no, I don't mean that, but I just mean like. It doesn't matter now because regardless of whether or not that's how it was intended, the intention was changed. Uh. And if you replay that game with the uh, with the with the changed intention, that plot point doesn't matter anymore. Sure. I just think there's something to be said about the original intention and what you critique about that. That's how kind of I agree. I like if there was an S or an S plus tier then like a Metal Gear Solid 2 would be S and the others would be S+. Plus. Just put okay. it on A, you uh, dingus. Fine, whatever. No, because <laughs> there are things in A that I think this game is better than. Okay, all right. Uh, and then we're moving on to my favorite game in the Metal Gear franchise, which is Metal Gear Solid 3. Of course, of course. I as well. Um, you, you cu- not only do you get like that sweet, sweet uh, time piece of a game where you're jumping into like you know, Cold War era, a snake, right? Cold War. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also get a you, you. We get the the origin story of Big Boss, and then you are introduced to possibly the best Metal Gear antagonist the series has ever produced in Joy. I I hmm. what? Wait, who? Eats- no, Which no, no, one are you talking about? Because there's a lot of villains in that game. Joy. In three? Yes. Joy. Why am I not remembering this person? It's fucking the boss. boss. Oh, thank you. Okay. God the damn boss. it. Okay, I'm like, That's wait, her name. What? I didn't remember her real name, so I'm like, who the fuck is Joy for the villain? All right, okay, yes, of course, boss, yes. Yes. Um. And it, it's it's the only game. No, that's not true. Four made me shed one single tear, but Metal Gear Solid Three made me legitimately cry. That was two tears on that one. Ah, uh, um, and then it also had uh the most fun stealth mechanic for me because it was similar to Metal Gear Solid Four, but you were more involved with it. Mm-hmm. I loved actually changing and collecting the camouflage patterns. Oh yes, I thought all that was really fun. Uh, the gator hat, all that crap. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, the I'm saving all mine for when ambience, I reach it, just so you know. <laughs> the ambiance crafted around this game mm. is is top tier, obviously. Uh, like liter, no, no, uh, not obviously, yeah. literally, yeah, <laughs> literally. Um. The soundtrack blows my fucking mind. Oh, boy, you know I'm going to talk about that later. (laughs) Gameplay is tight. 
the enemy, the the four bosses you play are categorically different from each other and all interesting in their own ways. And it's one of those things where like you can rediscover a lot. This is true for all the Metal Gear games, but it was especially true for me in Metal Gear Solid 3 where you realize things you didn't realize the first time playing it. Of through. course. Uh, and I, and I, I love I that. I think Kojima really wants and you to play his games more than once. Like, that's the intent. Yes, yeah. for sure. And then last on the list is Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. Um, for a variety of reasons. One, I think it's such a great wrap up of uh david uh solid snake story mm. i like this i will say i really hate the rapid aging mechanic sucks for him it yeah. was a it was a little weird but i kind of like the game didn't end with him dying you know what i mean yeah right i like that it, it leaves it open for his life you know him living out his golden years in peace. Well, the next uh, week of them anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're right. His golden week his in go peace. Hey, he's going to Japan. Golden week. <laughs> right. uh, and then honestly, like and like I said, the introduction of lore that fixed Metal Gear Solid 2 is great. Mm. The final boss scene between you and Ocelot is fantastic. Uh, and then also like that final cutscene. Of you, your dad, and Zero in a wheelchair <laughs> is so was so powerful for me of just like, oh, so Big Boss really is a sneaky, conniving piece of shit. But here's this moment of catharsis for everybody. I don't know, man. Like that 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 stuck with that stuck with me a lot. Okay. I mean that's fair. And sure. I can admit that uh, 71 minutes of uninterrupted cutscenes is a bit much. I, uh, <laughs> You know how nowadays a lot of movies use nostalgia baiting for some stuff? Uh -huh. When my initial reaction for MGS4's ending was was incredible, like I, that giant climax. And when boss does, when Big Boss does show up, I felt it was kind of like, oh, this is a little forced because it's like we need to see him. I always assumed he was just out there. I didn't need to see him here in this graveyard right now, but I guess we did get it. So whatever. It's not really I don't know. a big deal. For me, it kind of felt like acknowledge like an acknowledgement of like David being like the true progeny of his, the the one that deserved to carry the name. Mm, the only one he really contacted with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the fact that he did that, like it, it was almost like a seal of approval. Like, no, you are your snake. It only took till you're fucking geriatric, but I approve of you, son. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, he's geriatric at 40, okay? Like, it's not his fault. I, still, it's brutal. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is it for my uh, S tier. So that is Metal Gear. Could you repeat it one? It's it, yeah, the easiest sorry. one. It's Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and 4. The core series. Also, they're like the remakes or the re-releases of 2 and 3 are also in the same well, thing. I don't think they count as separate games. Yeah, they didn't games. really change too much. But they're not, they're not the separate However, uh, I did love the skating minigame, mostly because of the skate cover of the Metal Gear Solid theme song. 
<laughs> hey man, that's when there All was right. some fun extra content. Yep. All right. What do you got, Bone? All right. So I I wanted to just jump straight into MGS three because you know it's fucking here, but I'm gonna go ahead and start with MGS Twin Snakes. Yeah, I know S rank, right? Um, I played this one first before the PlayStation one version. So that kind of explains a little bit. It's my first interaction with MGS one story. So like, yeah, I kind of have, cause it, it tells the story of MGS one, you know, it's not like it, it retcons too much or it tells a completely different story. Like, no, it is a remake in every sense of the word. It's just, they added some extra like actiony bits just to make the cutscenes more flashy. And I get that is that is a fucking solid criticism. And I say the same shit when they do stuff like that in other franchises where I'm like, hey, we could scale it back and take it a little bit more seriously. But I was going straight off the heels of MGS2. So like, mm-hmm. like it was three, two, then one. I played them backwards, which to be honest, wasn't even that bad of a decision when you really think about it, because three really is in the beginning. So whatever. Um, Uh, I I just I remember playing Twin Snakes, having an amazing time. Um, I felt like the tone was still on point. Uh, The graphics were great, brought in the gameplay of MGS2. So you had first person aiming, love the little references, and it was a great introduction to MGS. I I don't know. It, It was a good way to get the first Metal Gear for me. But let's talk about the thing we're all here for. Um, So it's no secret on the podcast that Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Not even just like on just Metal Gear. No, it is like as well as I'm assuming Dr. Root as well, obviously, since he's such a fan of the series. But like Metal Gear Solid 3 is such a powerhouse in theming. Yes. Like soundtrack, character design, writing, Everything screams spy thriller. And it, it, like Metal Gear Solid 1 has that, but it has a little bit more leaning towards the, the cyber futuristic kind of side of things. Metal Gear Solid 2 goes super meta. So it's too focused telling that shit right now. But 3 says, I have a time a time period piece I want to tell, and I'm going to fucking tell it well. Mm-hmm. And goddamn does he tell it well. Like it, it is everything you want in a goddamn James Bond thriller in a video game yeah. while still a, a faithful sequel to Metal Gear Solid. This is impeccable design work. I want to talk about the soundtrack really quick because this game's soundtrack conveys every single little thing you need to feel at that given moment. If you listen to the sneak theme, it is timed perfectly with your alert counter. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Like when when that alert counter goes down, the dunk, dunk, the dunk, 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 it matches perfectly with it, and and the the instruments used represent sneaking, the plucking of the violin strings, bloom, bloom. That's a classic Tom and Jerry sneaking thing, along with little elements of Mission Impossible in the theme and a little bit of James Bond. Ugh, I'm sorry, I'll sit here forever talking about how expertly crafted this goddamn soundtrack is, but um. In terms of gameplay, the 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 inclusion of fucking nature, of the different animals you can find. Yep. Holy shit. Not only are they a collectible. Chusinoko. Sorry, go ahead. So I named my Gyarados in Pokemon Suchinoko, by the way. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I loved hunting for the animals. It, it is incredible that not only are they a collectible, they are com- combat options. You can use them in your stealth. Yeah. And they each have different things that they can fucking do. It is just... Yep. This level of planning is on the degree of a Silent Hill game. And we all know how much I love Silent Hill. Speaking of, 
Metal Gear Solid 3 makes a lot of references to Silent Hill 3, actually. Sure. So there was the aforementioned Robbie head in the online uh, and, and Metal Gear Online, uh, whatever shit. I'm forgetting the name of it right now. Um, I think it's just called online. Anyway, if you go into Grozny Grad's library, you can find four portraits and those portraits are the same ones used in the final church area of Silent Hill 3. You, oh, that's cool. You just nice. see St. Alessa and fucking the, the other apostles of hers. And I'm like, whoa, this is a deep cut reference. Like, even for references sake, this is end game reference. So I, I, I could literally be here forever. This was one of my favorite games uh, to, well, maybe not to platinum, but the proudest game I've ever platinumed. Um... It is an incredible experience. The Octo Camo is, as Dr. Rude said, is just a joy to collect. And uh, everyone mm-hmm. should play it. It's actually on my like list of recommended games. That's, that, that's not Octo Camo. Oh, but... Octo Camo was in Metal Gear 4. This was it's just the collectible camo. I'm sorry. The, the, the collectible yeah. camo. Oh, and the face paint and the medical system. Yes. Oh, my God. Actually having to recover specific things depending on what you did. Annoying for the pain. But whatever, we're not going to get into specific yeah. nuances. By the way, I find it weird that you're like, oh man, backflipping off a rocket is too intense. When a guy zipping around going, the fear, or a guy with a bunch of bees attacking you. Like, the the, the tone is a little bit, you know, there. No, but no, hold on a second. Okay. But like, none of those things were played up as schlocky. Like, they were all played up as like, like, they made sense within the yeah. world they were crafting. I- but it's not like I'm sorry, dude. Looking at the camera and winking? Come on, dude. Wait, what? It in in Twins. Oh, well, that was because it's a reference yes. to the player in the rumble pack feature, which it already was a wink to the I'm player. There. So you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Exactly. Making it a literal wink is cringy. But you could not sorry. wink in the MGS1 graphics. <laughs> 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 so they, they probably did. How would you know? Um, anyway, mm-hmm. great, great. I actually really um Oh God, I really hope I don't miss anything because this is one of my favorite games of all time. Last things, Kodak Calls. I love Paramedic. She's my favorite contact. Um, she's adorable. I love her to death. Uh, her movie mm-hmm. trivia brings me joy. Signet's amazing. He's a totally chill dude. Would love to talk to him. Zero is my ideal leader in a spy game, despite what he eventually kind of does later on. And uh, a piece of shit, but yes. Right. Yeah. And it just is a shame to me of what these characters eventually became in 4, and that's why 4 is another knockdown for me. Because uh, they are the fucking what's it called the the Beauty and the Beast? No, the 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 hidden group or whatever the Patriots. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah, they're yeah. the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, the la la yeah, la la. So yeah. I hated that plot element, and that's why four is a little bit lower for me. But anyway, love three. I probably talked about it for too long. The dude, please take us home here with your S ranks. What? Wait, wait, wait. Repeat. Oh, your mine's S-ranks. easy. MGS Twin Snakes and MGS Three. Uh, naked snake. Oh, oh my god. Uh, very s- so good. You cry. You cry at boss. You cry. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you do. You do. But uh, similar to James here, I have the trilogy, but without mm. four. Okay. Just because four, it always feels like a slog to play. Like, I, I'm never like, ooh, I get to play it today. It's more like, I'll just watch the cutscenes on YouTube, you know, type of thing to just get yeah, the emotion get out of it. So I have Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 here. 3 is like the universal S rank. 
I don't need to go on a whole tangent about it. We, you guys, expertly no, covered go, why. But go ahead, to love tell it. us your favorite thing, regardless if we said it already. I, I, you know, it's your S rank. I don't want you to skip. Oh, it. my favorite, my favorite yeah. thing in the game. Uh, the ape escape. <laughs> really? <laughs> out of everything in the game, out of that powerhouse. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, crap. Oh my god, that's uh, not even in the game. That's a fucking. It can be. If you know you're brave what the enough. best joke was? No, you just... know what the best joke was? And I'll tell you right now. Ava, I need you. Snake, say that one more time. I need you. I can't pilot the helicopter by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um... I'm a big fan of of uh of calling Sigint with no shirt on. <laughs> I don't think I did that. Oh. Oh, it's fun. It's funny. Go ahead. Um. But for me, obviously, it features one of my favorite guns, which you could check out the Freaky Five favorite guns oh, yeah. in media mm-hmm. that we did. Uh, this features the, the the classic M1911, and it has great dialogue, great scenes. Obviously, love the story behind it. I cannot not cry. And more often than not, when it's raining and thundering, I tend to go Kuwabara, Kuwabara, Kuwabara. So Japanese for this Russian general. <laughs> But here's the thing. Um, I also talked about Metal Gear Solid. This, those two, Metal Gear Solid 1 and 3, were also on my first tiers list. But what I put up was two. Because the more I read about it and the more I played it. Also, by the way, fuck European Extreme. But the more I played it uh, and the more I, uh, I really got to enjoy the game more so. And how looking back on it, I didn't appreciate it for what it was. I'm going to out myself here. I fucking hated Raiden when I first saw him. Okay. It's okay. I hated how he held his gun. That was like that. I no. hated how much of... I was like, what is this bait and switch? But my expectations were subverted. And now as an older man, I can appreciate what Kojima-san was trying to do with the story. What the story was trying to convey. And I really do think that Metal Gear Solid 2 um, is overlooked by some. This is a great mm. fucking game. Yep. On its own, it's great gameplay. Yeah. But with the story that it tells, yes, it's a little out there, but Metal Gear in and of itself is out there. That's why I'm not lambasting you for Twin Snakes. That's why um, we we all have this deep appreciation for, is it supernatural? Is it mm-hmm. science-y? There, there's just that inherent, just roll whoa, with whoa, it type whoa. of Is there thing. a question of supernatural? Um, because ghosts are fucking yeah, confirmed. There can't be. No, ghosts are fucking confirmed. And not really. Every game you uh, have that fucking what, camera, dude. Uh, yeah, but the the, the canonicity of <laughs> oh. that camera. But what is confirmed is fucking vamp. So well, is is he supernatural or is he just organic vampire, Lady Dumitresca style? I guess. Where it's like, oh, I'm a biological real vampire or something. I guess. To to quote Snake, the kid is wired with nano <laughs> machines. Uh, that that that's like the best out. That uh, that any writer has. Oh, it's just nano machines. Nobody has to figure that out. Um, and Metal Gear Solid One. The reason why I have it here at S rank is purely nostalgia base. Yeah. Um, I actually want to take this time since we're doing a redux. I fucking hated me explaining why I put Metal Gear Solid at S rank instead of Twin Snakes on the last mm. episode, where I kept repeating "fucking played it" like eight times. Shut up, Adrian. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it, 
Uh, no, he's a fucking asshole. Anyway, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 1 on the PS1, uh, just purely on nostalgia, the the cinematic quality of it. This was the first time I played a game where it actually felt like real art, where it combined movie and game and it became mm-hmm. one. And it blew my little mind, to quote uh, James here. It did as well for me. Yeah. I was 10 years old playing at my cousin's house. I couldn't ever believe writing like this. Like, I came from fucking Mario and Resident Evil, where the fucking writing was, I hope this isn't Chris's yeah, blood. I, I, I want to mention shit. that really. Like, gimmicky, gim- gimmicky fucking writing. No, you're fine. Sorry. Gimmicky fucking writing. And then you have here where it's like, do you believe love can bloom on, on a battlefield? <laughs> And, and it's endlessly quotable. And you just have, um, you know, the whole thing with Meryl talking to Snake. And you see this other side of Snake where he's like, names have no use on the battlefield. And he just goes on a diatribe of how don't trust anybody. Everyone will betray you. He and, has such a way with or words. Whatever. And, it's, and it's so, it's such, it's such weight. It's such heavy weight. And that's something that I really appreciate on the character. That's why... I, that's why I gravitated towards this series. Like, I didn't play this series, I don't want to say to have fun, but I played this series fully expecting my heart to be wrenched. And I'm and I'm a better man having played yeah. it. I, I think everyone everyone owes it to themselves. If you have played games and considers yourself like, oh, I really enjoy the medium of video games and haven't played Metal Gear Solid, what's wrong with you? Fucking do it. Like, play it. It's There's ways to play it. But please, like, you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't experience what is probably the greatest uh, the greatest set of games I, I ever would made. like to mention... And I'm, gl- I'm glad I would it's like to done. mention that story writing in games... Like, because we're saying the writing is, like, so superior than anything that came before it. There was excellent writing in older games, like in fucking a lot of uh, point-and-click adventures and whatnot. However, this sure. is cinematic. This is a whole yeah. new level. Uh, that game uh, showed me uh, what foreshadowing is. Ah, uh, fun. <laughs> no, that game the, showed me what meta is. Yeah. With fucking Psychomancer. Specifically, yeah. how? Yeah, the stealth, uh, the the stealth uh, things have been have been uh, stolen from my lab, and then they're in the elevator with you, Snake. Like that whole bit freaked me out as a kid. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't <laughs> grow up with MGS One, but I heard about the fucking Psychomantis things. Hi, Eagle Raptor. Oh yeah. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it, it was culturally known all the different ways Metal yeah. Gear would reference stuff in the world, and I was like, "What? You can do that?" Like. Is that allowed? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, give me. Uh, do you uh, do you have anything else to say about the game, Adrian? No, I think I, I think we all covered it enough, and we've done this twice. Two Fair of us enough. have. So, I feel if anything, There's, have you covered it enough? Because I want you to really. Yeah, this you're, is really the James show right here. Well, there is one other thing that I wanted to mention. Talking about uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, real quick. Okay. And like, because you know the games throughout its whole history are full of nods to each other and little one of my favorite self-references in Metal Gear are the three snakes that you can find in the big boss fight. Oh, okay, yeah. The fact that you... 
I love that you find the liquid snake, the solid snake, and the solidest snake. I think that's a really cool little thing wrapped up in one of the coolest mechanics of the game, which is the animal capture mechanics. Right, I, I liked it too, but when I was doing it, it was a pain in the ass because I was getting the, the platinum, right? So I had to collect all of them and do the fight. So right. like, I hate collecting yes. them during the fight, but it is a cool thing. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to say um, Raiden in MGS3 because they bring him back as Colonel Volgan's boyfriend. No, Rydenkov is not Raiden. I'm just, well, really? With his electric <laughs> underwear? Really? Anyway, fucking, well, we know that it's electric because Volgan's electric, just saying. And I just want to uh -huh. put that out there, Volgan. Buddy, Volgan buddy, is buddy. a total LGBT fucking icon. I, I love how Volgan is just gay and still himself. Maybe we could... Maybe we don't have him as an icon. I'm just saying. Okay, well, I don't know. Because as a villain, he's still a villain. But in terms of, like, representation, uh -huh. he's not offensively gay. Like, sure. he's, he's still his own character while still a homosexual. And I love that. You know what I mean? Of course, it gets a little mm -hmm. kitschy when you start kidnapping his boyfriend and he's grabbing your nuts going, Hey, these aren't the nuts I've grabbed before. But... I gotta be uh -huh. honest, wasn't expecting it, and I kind of love it. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but I, I it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Core memory <Yeah>. unlocked <laughs> for George. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that that that's it, man. I mean, this the core series still stands as one of my favorite. Even if we include five in there, uh, it still stands as one of my favorite series in the history oh, of video games. This will be the talking tiers with the most top-heavy games. Like, we barely have anything for C, D, or F because the whole series yeah. fucking gets this high. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't... I, 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 we could, I could go on for much longer than this talking about this series, but it, it's, it's, it, it brought... It gave us cinema. It gave us meta. It gave us boxes. It gave us Fulton looks. It, yeah, it, it was one of the first games to like balance like campiness with like real action. Like a lot of it just goes together so well. I I, I can't like I said I, we we could go on forever, but just you know thank you Kojima. Yes, this episode is de dedicated to Kojima-san and his pink clear red field jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, his Twitter is fucking a joy. Hey, <laughs> yes, I, I like the fact that he likes um, what's his face? That actor he was like um, thirst tweeting after. That's awesome. I kind of dig that. <laughs> and speaking of tweeting, where can we find you guys oh. at Twitter? Well, first we'd like to know what the freaks would know, what the freaks think about the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want to. You know. don't want to know. <laughs> Your opinions are invalid. <laughs> Ours are fact. No, seriously, hit us up. Let us know what your favorite things about the Metal Gear series are. Oh, and, you're and you can do that by hitting us up on Twitter. That's at or on our Facebook group. Both are F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. I, I agree with you that. You can find me. Oh, oh I'm sorry, because I want to mention, what? like, because, yeah, we want to talk about what your favorite Metal Gears are, but tell us your, your tiers as well. I'm really curious to yeah. see if other people have these high-running games lower. Like, why do you think uh, this game should be D or F? You know what I mean? I think that'd be very curious. But continue, sorry. Yeah. If if you put Metal Gear Solid 2 as a meme on a D list, I'm <laughs> banning you from the Well, Facebook. now they're not going to tell us, now that you said that. But Okay. <laughs> Fucking try me. <laughs> uh, 
And you can find me at Dr. That's Dr. Rude MD. I am at, at Bone King TV on Twitch and Twitter. And uh, my good old duty is uh at Adrian Dooliness on Twitter. You just call him your duty. It's my duty, yeah. It's my duty he, to be with my duty, duty while I give a duty. Um Never talk again. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, it, guys. That's been my run on the Fan Freaks podcast. Um, I'll do my best. You're <laughs> fired. We're hiring Charles Schultz. You're going to clone uh, me, aren't you? Are sh- <laughs> should we do shout-outs yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, as usual, our hunt boys, Justin, Jeff, Scott. Thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank my sister, Cheyenne. They're incredible. Uh, and, of course, uh, also all my D&D people who listen in. Thank you guys so much. And all the freaks who listen in, uh, we we appreciate hearing you guys, uh, and especially you know correcting us when we're wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, I appreciate. Go ahead, that. dude. Oh, me. Yes. Got it. Uh, Lindsay misleading our resident Satana Zatara, Jesus Valentine, Nicholas Uritic, Paul Fusek, Oscar Ortiz. Samuel Torres, Pritchard Torres. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Please correct me. Uh, and our Robot Stone Age sister podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, Cody, CJ, Kalani. Much love to you guys. All right. I, don't, I thought oh, there I was know. much love to these guys and something else. But you know what that something else is? Right here. So here are my boners. That's what the something else is. Uh, Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo. I uh, love you, Beefy. Uh, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian the Czar, Megan Peepo, Lindsay Misleading. Lindsay? I am so sorry, Lindsay. I love you. <laughs> Lindsay Misleading. I am just all over the place. Azumi Chenmaru, CJ to DJ, Boogle, and some extra special shout outs. Because whenever people actually respond back, I get so fucking excited. My heart flutters and the orgasm sputters. And this is what happens. So I want to give an extra special shout out to uh, Burnsy uh, for responding and Big Boss Tune for also uh, responding to us on Twitter and being super chill. Uh, along with Crows of the Damned. Again, really support your su- uh, support. your support. God damn it. Really appreciate <laughs> your support. Uh, Crows of the Damned made a tweet a while ago, which was like, it's so goddamn heartbreakingly beautiful. It's just like, these guys have something special. And I was like, God damn it, man. Thank you. But anyway, seriously, I really appreciate it. Uh, Lindsay reached out to me saying thank you for making her a DLC yeah. for my Marvel versus DC fighting yeah. game. Yeah, she totally deserves it. She should have a costume for every character, and that's just what I'm saying. Right. It just means that she loves me more what? than you, George. I, uh, uh, I'm... <laughs> I remember I'm my friends. I'm going to the wedding, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stopping the wedding, Oh, buddy. no. <laughs> James is also going to be at the wedding, but the thing is, he's going to be under a box, and no one's going to know he's there the entire time. Colonel. <laughs> I'll just be like, hey, when did this nudie mag get on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> I love that then, animation. By the way, really quick. Who stops to read a nudie mag without picking it up? Just crouch down right where it lays and start looking at it right there. Hey, man, you don't know where it's been. You want to look at it, but you're not going to touch it.